1: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Jay Cutler started a new podcast called Uncut with Jay Cutler. Most of you know me from the NFL, some of you have seen me on Instagram, and some of you know me from the reality TV world. Each week, I'm taking you along with me as we discuss football, trending topics, and whatever's going on in my life each week. I'm bringing along people that are special in my life, former teammates, friends, and some new people that I like and respect. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Podcasting? I think I'm doing this right. Can't wait to get started with you. Go subscribe now. Uncut with Jay Cutler, Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Welcome to Real GM Radio. I am Daniel Rui, your host, and so happy to have you with us for this episode. My guest is Arturo Goletti of Sports Grid Data Science, and we are continuing the Over-Under podcast that we did. You can listen to last week's on the Eastern Conference. This one is on the Western Conference, and lots of great stuff in here. If you want more of the kind of background on the information that we use, that is at the front of the Eastern Conference pod. We didn't work all the way through it again. We know that you have access to it. And also the note uh, that I said before that... I used an aggressive noise filter on this, so there might be a couple of words that are out, but I think think it's all there. When I've listened to it, it it sounds pretty good. I just wanted to do that because I thought the ambient noise that was in it was a little bit bothersome, so I I wanted to take that out as best I could. It was actually an experiment with that for me. Uh, A little bit of colorful language here, not a ton of it there. Just wanted to note that at the outset. This one is a behemoth, over two hours. Lots of great stuff, though. I hope you really enjoy it. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on. Let's uh, get to part two. Yeah, and uh, if for those who want an explanation of some of the metrics that we're using and everything else, that is mostly in the Eastern Conference one because that has been released first. You can you can go there and listen at the at the opening of that podcast. Um, well, of course, some of them will get will get information on now. Um, and as usual, we start these from the lowest over under number to the highest. So in the Western Conference, that means starting with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I, will,
0: I, I want to make a mention before we get into it because it's going to become more important in the West. Is we're going to talk a little bit about like teams that are public on over under bets and teams that are the teams that are not public. And that means that like uh, the line is set artificially high because Vegas knows that like the fans for a particular fan base would bet on a team, or it's set artificially low because they want to draw money to a team that generally doesn't, or because of other effects.
2: Yeah, because they're trying to get they're trying to get money on. Both sides of it, they're trying to get action a lot of different ways, so yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, obviously, yeah. if you can get 60% betting on the wrong side, that would be great, but that can get a little bit challenging. Um, that can, that can,
0: because when the when the dog hits, basically everybody in Vegas has a bad day, so exactly trying to do is try to get even money on both sides. And I say for the West, it becomes more of an issue because there are some heavy public teams in the West and there are some, uh, some schedule effects. Uh,
2: there are, because there are, there are only two teams in the NBA that have a consistent, persistent home court advantage. Those are the two teams at the highest altitude, the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets, both of who, both of which occur in the Western Conference. We'll talk about both of them at various points during this. Um, but let's start with the Oklahoma City Thunder. They had this super weird year where they were competitive partially by winning a bunch of really close games um, in the early part. And they sat all of their good players. And so they ended up with a 22 and Fifty record. Um, they traded away Al Horford originally for Kemba Walker, and then bought out Kemba Walker. So they now have basically kind of nobody in that slot. Unsurprisingly, Sam Presti is giving a lot of his minutes to very young players, whether they are rookies or not. Guys like Pokashevsky of course, is going to play a lot. Shea will hopefully, hopefully play a lot because I really like Shea Gildas Alexander. Um, and Vegas is very skeptical. Um, their line is extremely low. It is basically twenty-two either way. So if you want to go over, it's twenty-two and uh, sorry, sorry, I got that wrong. So if you want to go under, yeah, no, that's right. If you want to go over, it's twenty-two and above. If you want to go under, it's twenty-two and below. See if you agree with me
0: on this statement. Um, OKC is a G League, is a glorified G League with
2: uh, with SGA, uh
0: as kind of like the roll the the, the Rolls Royce parked in the, uh, in the in the in the garage.
2: So I think um, I think. I think Shea is a big enough exception to that. I also like. I mean, even though Derek Favors looked a little bit toast to me, but I mean, they've got they've got talent. I mean, Lou Dort is is better than any guy in no, the G I mean, League. Like the thing. Well, the thing
0: about this is glorifying, It's basically it's 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 an audition roster for 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 Oklahoma City two years from now. Really, they're really kind of trying to figure out who on this team is going to be part of a long term deal with, uh, with Shea, which is fine. And they've got a bunch of like. And the reason I say that is that they've got a ton of draft picks. And functionally, have that many draft picks unless you're moving them really what you're trying to do is you're trying to churn roster and turn like you know you know three draft picks into one uh starter or Play right? That's really kind of what we're trying to do, what they're trying to do. So, functionally, they're not, I don't think they're in it to win basketball games, necessarily. They're more to kind of figure out and get reps on the guys. I mean, they're going to win basketball games occasionally, because you know, they're you know they going to play hard. It's just, they're not, you know, they're not actively trying to lose, but they are more concerned with getting reps on the guys they want to get reps on. So, they're more concerned with getting, like, Theo Madelvon reps or Poku reps or kind of Josh Giddy reps, right? I love Josh Giddy, but like this is. Drop, like if Josh Giddey was on a team where he basically was making passes to guys who could do more with them, then I would love him more. It's just this year, I think that you know he's you know it, it's a bit of a, of a rough situation for the skill set. I love his skill set. I love his size. Like I called him Paul Ricky Ruby on the draft in my draft preview, uh, which I which is good. This is really nice. And uh, but they're not they're the worst team in the league, right?
2: Yeah, I, I think they are. And the
0: I mean clearly clearly I mean, I think that like clearly the, the worst. I mean I think that like
2: is there any team in a
0: series they would get to six games on?
2: I mean I think they would get to six on the on the Rockets potentially in Magic. Ooh, it oh. depends on it depends on who those guys actually play. Like if it's if it's full strength full strength then it's different but I mean I think the Rockets are going to move some of their guys. I think the Magic, you know, they're going to rest some of their guys not in a like a theoretical seven game series. But yeah. I would they, say also, they, also, they also have the third
0: most rookie minute. Most minutes going to rookie in our projection. They have 60% of their minutes are going straight up to rookies. And the minutes that aren't going to rookies, like, I'm going to say it's going to be like 70% going to like second year round.
2: To like young dudes. Yeah, I mean like Tail Maladon it and Poku and this Leo. Might be, I mean, I need to look but this might be one of the youngest teams we've ever seen. In- it's going to be very young. Also the Thunder are, um, We can, it's pretty clear where their motivation lies. You know, that they're, they're going in a specific direction. And I don't think it's going to be necessarily as egregious as the times the Trust the Process Sixers where they were playing just like non-NBA players. Like I think these are guys that have that have a chance. There
0: are like, guy, guys on this team who are not going to be on the roster in two years.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair, but they're also like—I mean, I like Isaiah Roby. I the, like that's by design. I mean, that's by design.
0: They, they, the, the Thunder have actually taken some shots. of it. Like, I thought the Dort shot was interesting. I still think that there's potential there. It's just like oh, I like, I like Lou Dort, Dort a lot. Yeah, he, but he's so raw. He's so damn raw. Yeah, and uh,
2: and they and they, gave, they put the ball in his hands more. So the argument that people who will go oh, on the on the over here will use is that. In the 35 games that Shea gilders Alexander played, the Thunder were 16 to 19, and I mean that is a that is a meaningful like a meaningful thing to 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 know, and like that they did that. But a lot of those wins were extremely close. And a lot of those losses were extremely big, and that's why you, I, I often mention differential is because, generally speaking, differential is more predictive. And so, like, is there a way that but the Thunder there isn't,
0: there isn't anybody on this team uh, on the top six outside of Shea that would start on a conference final?
2: Oh no, I mean there there aren't there aren't many there aren't any guys other than Shea that are particularly close to being top twenty, top I mean, thirty I think, at their position. Yeah,
0: I'm buying not I'm by not being fair to I think Giddy could probably be that second guy. I love I, like, I really like Giddy. I thought that like Australia really missed him in the uh, in the Olympics. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a really rough roster to me. Like, this is where I come back to is like like this is significantly worse than any other team in the like. I mean, well, we can argue about Houston, but like even Houston has Houston has been, like Houston's rookies have more bona fides than the guys outside of Shea on this team.
2: Yeah, I, I would say that's fair. The other challenge for OKC is just kind of think about other than Shea, and then that's an important caveat. Well, okay, what is going to be their identity on defense? What is going to be their identity on offense? And Shea running pick and roll can be their identity on offense whenever he's on the floor. If Giddy has a nice rookie year, then he can get there. I, I unfortunately I've I've gotten to see very little film on him because he didn't really play in summer He turned his ankle on the third possession of the game and then played a little bit after that, but barely. And then that was that was that. And yeah, I mean. I I think they're going to give the ball to Poku a lot. I think Trey Mann is going to be a part of it. Ty Jerome, Teo Mallet, like they, so. But like defensively, favors maybe they play him play him some. Muscala isn't great defensively. Robinson Earl isn't is more of a four to me than a five. Like so. I could I could see them being decent offensively in Shea's minutes. Like I think that's it's that there is there is absolutely an argument for that. And for you know, like so for that, okay. When Shea Gilgis Alexander played last year, the Thunder had a 30th percentile offense and a seventeenth percentile defense. That 30th percentile offense is significantly better than they were the rest of the time. So even if you want to say they'll be bad, but not terrible offensively when Shay's on the floor. And maybe they'll even be a little bit better. Maybe you argue that their talent is a little more conducive. They're going to be terrible when he's off the floor. They're going to be bad defensively the whole time. So like, I, I can see a path. I think, uh, Mark Degnall is a good coach. I thought he did a nice job last year, but I, I also think that. 20, 22 wins would be a lot for the thunder they're the least talented team in the league teams yes. often win under 20 often win under 20 could, you see, could you see them winning 27. yes but I wouldn't expect could I, I see just, them could I see them winning 17 oh yeah <laughs> could, yeah I, I could, I could, I could I could see them
0: winning like 15 or maybe less. I mean, yeah that's, that's it, it's just a, it's just again I like the players I think some of these I think some of these guys are gonna be good in a couple of years but in a couple of years right and to me it's an under fade because oh. it's such a low number 22 and a half it's like
2: but it's a low number but it's not crazy low relative to like, you know what I mean like for me to bet
0: on a 22.5, I really have to look at this team and go, like, there is literally no talent.
2: So uh, here's here's the example. The last full season we played – and this one this one was a little bit anomalous. The last full season the NBA played was in um, 2018-19. Yes. In that year – 3 teams finished with fewer than 22 wins and one finished with 22. So that would mean 4. Now, I that
0: this, this is before this is before the change the uh on the on the true. on the on the draft.
2: But it was so the the Knicks, the Suns, the Cavs and the Bulls and there was definitely something weighing it down and then there was a big gap. That was the year that like the next year was was kind of strong. The Hawks were a little bit better and everything else. Yeah, but
0: both both that Knicks and that that those Cavs teams were like I think they were worse. Like I'm trying to think, yeah, they were worse. They were worse. Both those teams were worse. looking at the teams who actually did that like uh, that Suns team was probably the best comp and Booker wasn't quite as good as like Shea is now Right. i the time, And, and Aiden was, was like, not like, Aiden, didn't Aiden get hurt? Like, uh, Aiden got hurt. That, that was a
2: mess of a team. It was and a mess then, of a team.
0: It was a mess of a team. And that Bulls team was, that
2: Bulls team was significantly worse than this team. Yeah, I'm going to go underplay. That, that, Bulls team, and that Bulls team was atrocious. They were what real bad. Um, Partially because I think that the, uh, the strength of those middle, middle-class teams, we actually talked about that a fair amount in the East pod and we'll, it'll come up in the West. I think that they'll beat up on the Thunder a little bit. I also think that Thunder—I don't think they're going to win, like, 15, but I think that if they're in the, like, low—if they're in the very low 20s, that that's totally fine. Um, And I think that Presti understands, especially after last year, that being at the absolute bottom is more valuable than, like, for them being number one worst— even if the top three odds are the same, just because it, it raises your floor. Like, I mean, so, cause last year they fell all the way to six and we'll see how they feel about Giddy when we get there. So I'm going to go under play. Um, I don't feel great about it. Like, this is one that I was really torn about, but, um, I, I think that that's, for me, that's the play. I mean, it's such a low number, uh, that I,
0: I like, we're literally two years removed from this team making the playoffs. Like, literally, yeah. like, just,
2: and, and, and it wasn't, I mean, obviously they, but I mean, they're, they've, they've lost almost every single player that was on that team. Like, and most of it deliberately.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, this is, the way you build teams sometimes is you build, you get them really young and you try to figure out who is your core moving forward. So this team, you know, this team will progress Quickly, but this is not the season. This is not the season where it launches, right? I think this is the season where they're just kind of like laying around. Which is, I mean, like I could see them proving quickly if one of the guys has a break, but it's still such a bad team defensively that, like, yeah, I don't feel like comfortable doing it. I, mean, I've, I think it's a clear under, but I'm just gonna fade it. It's just like not something I feel comfortable playing. It's just that number is so low.
2: I know you like Giddy, but uh, thirty to one for him to win Rookie of the Year? No, 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 no. I don't know. No. He's not going to get those kind of reps. No, because like he's
0: not going to get like you've got, you got you, you, you've got uh, you've got a bunch of guys in that team that are going to get touches around. They're going to get points, right? So I, I like Giddy, but like you know, I think Dortz and Poku and and uh, and Shea are just going to get too much too many touches for him to be a realistic candidate.
2: So, so we and can- I
0: do I do like him a lot.
2: Yeah, I, I'll need to see more to develop a more fully fleshed out opinion. The Rockets actually started out last year decently well, and they even rebounded after the uh, Harden trade, and then things fell off a cliff, especially once Christian Wood got hurt. They ended the year with the league's fourth worst point differential, a, the league's worst 17-55 and 55 record. Um, they had the differential of a 21-win team over a full 82-game season, and um, they added Jalen Green, of course, in the draft. They um, added Daniel Tice, which is interesting because I like Daniel Tice. They, of course, added Shangun and Usman Garuba and Josh Christopher. And this is going to be a spectacularly young team, but so we have it out there. If you want to go over twenty six and over, and if you want to go under twenty seven and under, there's actually a larger range for them than most. This is going to be a very
0: fun pass. Oh yeah, this is just like they they just like they just have like guys that are like really appealing. Like there's a bunch of guys on this team that like the difference between this and the thing that we're like looking at the roster and we're like ah a bunch of these guys aren't going to be on the NBA in a couple years. I think a bunch of these guys on the Rockets are going to have long careers.
2: Uh, well, and and the Rockets, like one of the other differences, is the the depth of their like capable talent. So even yeah. if. Like John Wall and Eric Gordon, one or one of the more of those guys doesn't end the season on the team or they get the Al Horford treatment. Like they've got multiple of those guys. Christian Wood can play, Daniel Tice can play. Um
0: and Shindu should not have been available to them when they picked him. Yeah, I mean uh, and I like I like what they did with Josh Christopher. Josh Christopher is a guy who who, who fell because he was on a bad situation, but he was also the running mate for Jalen Green. And he's actually what I've seen of him is that yeah, that that dude look, that dude definitely looks like he has the physical skills to stick in the NBA. Now, how good he's going to be is a question mark because we don't know because data is kind of worthless. But he, he did have, he was highly regarded coming out and he does kind of compliment the players that you have. Yeah, I mean, I, and, saw him,
2: I saw him not in an Arizona State situation. I thought he looked great the year before. I saw him. I, I saw him. About- uh, Team USA. I saw him. I saw him in a, a USA training camp in Colorado Springs. Um, yeah, and I
0: arguably, they arguably got the best uh, the best European
2: player in in Zingulu
0: and the best uh, European defender in Grewa that they could. have
2: And and they arguably got the best American player in Jalen Green. I don't think. I think yeah. Cade's better but like I mean it, would it stun me if Jalen Green if you ended mean, up being the best player in this draft no not at all you
0: put that you put Christian Wood you put uh, the other the this is as I said this is a team that will be good in a few, I think I mean good or competitive in a few years I think that like and there's potential for them to be really good if well, some of these guys like like, shoot up now this well, year
2: this year they're more fun and talented than good right, I right. Know and, have a good and, and team that's team. and that's great that's like organizationally that's what they should be like that is you know you want want teams to have that those encouraging signs but still lose some games because then you can up your talent base for when you are actually good, for when Jalen Green yeah. is three years into his career and yeah. has figured all this stuff out. And me so,
0: and Christopher, meaning Christopher and Garuba and Shingoon are all guys that have like very high upside. Yeah. And and so, like, if, if a couple things break, Like like, is a guy who, if you can figure out the offense, he becomes like a, just a, well, like, holy crap, how did they get that guy? He's and, already defensively, he is, he's gonna be like a really good defender.
2: And I, I use the term gravity a fair amount too with the Rockets and especially with some of their older guys. And that's not just, you know, like Gordon and Wall, but it also could include Jay Sean Tate, who is, Relatively new to the NBA, but Jay Sean Tate—he's this is going to be his age twenty six season. So if some of those guys are playing well and there's interest around the league, I don't think Rafael Stone is going to hesitate about trading them unless he thinks they can be a part of the Rockets like three years from now. Which all of those guys, you know, like Jason Jaeshon Tate, could be. I think they would try to make a John Wall move where a team interested. I just think he makes too much money. So that's going to be difficult. So I'm, I'm definitely a fade on this. I think that the Rockets are, Ill- well, on term- I think,
0: I think I'm over in fade on this
2: team. Yeah. I think I'm under in fade. I, so I think at full strength talent, I think they're better than this. But generally speaking, teams at about this talent level generally lose a few more games than you'd expect. Not because they're poorly coached or because they don't try hard, but because, you know, they, guys get hurt or they're there's, being judicious the, the trick on this team is there's a
0: lot of guys who have skill and this is where I come back it's like they, they have guys that have skill that are useful on a game level, like where somebody has a knight and 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 they're gonna they're gonna be more athletic than a lot of teams that that, that, that can like sometimes you win because you're just more athletic than the other and this team has that kind of vibe
2: yeah, and when their uh, their five best guys are playing, I think they're they're right. viable against a wider swath of the league than a team like the Thunder are. I, um, could, I could I could totally see if one
0: of their upside plays hits, winning when, when, like 30-31 games. But yeah, I don't,
2: it's possible. Okay. But I but don't, I could also see them winning. I, want, I could I see them play. winning twenty. Absolutely. Like I could see them winning twenty and feeling good about it too. If Jalen Green has some nice play, if, if yeah. you know. So I'm okay. I'm under I'm under fade. You're over fade. Um, the other yeah, thing. I, I, I think it's going to be fun to watch it, but do we want to bet on anything? Any of the, uh, none of, none of, none of the uh, so Jalen Green at three and a half to one. I mean, as, as much as I, le- I as I appreciate Shangoon, he's not going to play enough. That's not the type no. of guy who wins Rookie of the Year. Uh, so Jalen Green at three and a half to one. That's not bad. Um, I think that he's going to have the ball in his hands a little bit less than Cade because John Wall still there. Eric Gordon's I honestly, still there.
0: I keep, I keep looking at this and I keep thinking Suggs is the clear should be much higher on this. And I would rather have Slugs action than I would Green because again I don't know that Green is necessarily going to get the rest, right. I like I I
2: like I like Green's offensive game better. Um I, I but I but I I agree with you in terms of touches. So yeah, I, I like Jalen Green. I think he's gonna be a very good player. I don't love this number for him specifically. And then the other things that Suggs has going for him in terms of rookie of the year is he's a much better defender. Um and sometimes he's people the, care about better, that, sometimes they don't. It's, it's it's more of a tiebreaker, but this could be a tie that needs to be broken. Who's the better like I, I have my dark horse, but who's the
0: better dunker of those three? Though? Better dunker? Yeah, who's the better who's gonna do the Anthony Edwards put up like some crazy plays
2: to Oh catch- I mean well so Jalen Green oh, it's more of a, it's more of a speed thing than I mean he he's got some bounce though um, I cool. would I would say um, Suggs Suggs goes on guys more but I like Jalen Green as a dunker personally yeah okay so I mean Green has some again this team is going to be fun so maybe uh, three and a half I, you know. I don't think it's terrible but I wouldn't put money on it like and I and I really like Jalen Green
0: we're both so we're both kind of thinking that like three fifty is not good enough. Yeah, it could be like last year. Somebody like I have a feeling that it might be like last year. to come out of the field and be like, "Yeah, this guy's a rookie." Here. But we'll get to
2: him. <laughs> let's okay. So let's let's jump to well, the San Antonio Spurs. The rookie who's going to have the best jersey uh,
0: of any of the rookies. Probably.
2: Okay, we'll so let, let's jump to the Spurs, San Antonio. Last year, they went thirty-three and thirty-nine. They had the point differential because they underperformed it of a thirty-eight win team in an eighty-two game season. They uh, lost. Rudy Gay, they lost to Martin Rosen, they um they got Doug McDermott, and they, you know, they still have and they got Ted Thaddeus Young. I mean, you I loved that overall transaction for the Spurs, even though I mean I don't even and know how nobody, much... nobody
0: and there is no coach in the league who's better than like Greg Popovich and Diddy's Spurs.
2: Right. And part of that is, I mean, I, I brought this up a little bit. I was talking with um I recorded with Jonathan Sharks and Rob Mahoney on this on their division, and I think it's underappreciated how good San Antonio's defense might be this year. Like, so they were 13th last year playing DeRozan, who they needed offensively, who was a terrible defender. And they have, you know, they have a lot of personnel that makes sense on that end. Pop is is one hell of a defensive coach. DeJounte can be a terror. They have, you know, Pirtle's a good rim protector. They brought in Thaddeus Young, who's a good defender. And Feminu can play it all. So like, yeah, I think- I think San Antonio is better
0: or worse than last
2: year. I think they're worse, but I don't think they're dramatically worse. And Vegas think thinks they're Vegas thinks they're dramatically worse because if you want to, San Antonio
0: is better because of the fact that like defensive improvement. Well, I mean the
2: they're going to miss like, Pat, they're going to miss Patty Mills and Rudy gonna, Gay they're gonna, and they're going to miss a yeah. lot of those guys. Now they also had very little Derek White last year and like maybe I like them in Vassell. Yeah, Vassell's is interesting too. And like so, yeah, I, I think they're I think they're worse. But, it, but they had the differential of a 38 win team last year. And so I forgot to mention, apologies, the over under on it. If you want to go over, it's 29 and up. If you want to go under, it's thirty and below. So for me, this is an overplay. Yeah, up. So like yeah. 20, it's an overplay for both of us. Yeah, I, I mean that, like, San Antonio. Like pop, this seems pop. to be like a 30, 34, th- like thirty-three to thirty-seven win team. And like I could, could totally, I could
0: totally see Pop throwing a forty-one, another fifty-four. Yeah, sure.
2: But, because uh, I, again, I, I do think
0: that the fact that they were operating under like some defensive liabilities are clear is better. I like the young guys they brought in.
2: And, and and they're uh, not playing like they're they play. they're not playing in ext- they're they're playing like younger guys but they're not playing rookies like that's a, an an interesting and important difference like Primo might get, Primo probably only get into the rotation if things um Yeah, if the,
0: the drama yeah. spot for San, San, San Antonio figures yeah. out away. Yeah, but
2: so, him. but like, Derek White and DeJounte and Pirtle, like, those guys are are at the point where they, you know, like, DeJounte, age 25 season, Lonnie Walker, age 23, Derek White, tw- 27, Keldon Johnson, 22, like, those guys can play and they're they're not so young that they're still figuring everything out. Yeah, I'm, go-
0: I'm good with uh, would you say San Antonio will finish with a better record than let's see let, let me give you a comparable better record who else is it do you think they have a better record than Cleveland yes do you think they have I a better think they're
2: record? I think they're not one of the bottom five like so to me the likely bottom five is OKC Houston Orlando Detroit and Cleveland I think the Spurs are meaningfully better than all of them yes yes. You think they're better than Minnesota? I think that's closer to a coin flip. I think it depends. Like each of yeah. those teams has But Minnesota Minnesota's getting like like a like a whole six more wins, man. Right, like, which is the which the is team. why this is an overplay what the hell? for me. Which is why this is an overplay for me, and we'll talk about Minnesota second. San Antonio doesn't have a Rookie of the Year guy. Josh Primo is not going to be that player. And they're while I, not, and they're, they're not going to win their division. Right. While I like the Spurs, they're not going to win their division. So instead, we can we can move on um, to the aforementioned Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves had their own version of a season from hell with Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, the personal tragedy and everything else that he dealt with. And just things not working out. And they changed coaches midseason. And I like Chris Finch, but they changed coaches midseason they were oh, 20- there's
0: no there's they're, like, they're atrocious against the over under their story. <laughs> yeah they are right? um, just insanely so- atrocious and actually it's important to note that this is even with consider the fact that they had Kevin Ke- Kevin Garnett on the team. the so they were good when they had Kevin Garnett against the spread but like when Kevin Garnett's not been on the team does not yeah.
2: a- but so Carl Anthony Towns last year he but like, as much as he had that brutal season and, and there was context where there were games he played in where he wasn't 100% he still played in 50 of 72 games so it wasn't a circumstance where he played in 20 or something like that they had a bunch of other injuries, including D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley, and uh, and they're still figuring out the rotation, which they are continuing to still figure out. So I, I mean, so they had the differential last year of a if we span it to eighty two game season, a twenty six win team. Vegas is much more optimistic than that, saying it's uh, they're going to win. It's more of a thirty four over under. So thirty four and up for the over, thirty four and lower for the under. And, did you hear? Did you hear that Anthony Edwards grew two inches? Yes, I did. Um, Ooh, I mean. Good. I mean, better than uh, no, better. We see, we see, but, the reason I mentioned that, like, that's like one of the
0: hidden things with like these really young players is once in a while you draft a guy for one role and he grows and, and all of a sudden, like Giannis. Giannis, they drafted. Him, he was like I believe he was six eight the draft,
2: and he yeah. ended up like when well, he also those thickened those, up and everything else, yeah, and so then all of a sudden he can play is, the five. Yeah, those three branches turned him from like
0: Jalen Brown to Giannis.
2: Basically. Well, and and the other thing with Edwards, if that you know gained its eyes and we'll see if there was a corresponding jump in wingspan, is if he can defend. Three. So yes. If he can defend small forwards, I like Edwards a lot more. Like, I mean, yeah, he, was, he had. A, I, already he, thought,
0: I already, I, I already was, was was thinking that he already outplayed what my expectation was of him. Like, but you add extra height on him, and if he gets the length and defense, then yeah, they they have. A
2: and jam. he's and he's strong. Like, I, I'm 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 interested in Edwards, but at the same point, like. I was just stunned at how high this number was. Like, is there a way that the Wolves win 35 games? Is there a way they win 37? Absolutely. Like, I mean, their offense, they have a lot of offensive talent. They were 25th last year, but Towns missed a bunch of time. Russell missed a bunch of time. Beasley missed a bunch of time. Um, and Edwards had that first half of the year where he was truly terrible and then he played a lot better and that's why you use that moving forward but it was still Darko, something Darko
0: really Darko really likes the overlist
2: it it does which is interesting because I think their defense is going to be abysmal like this team has so few good defenders in like i mean their best defender in my opinion is McDaniels Oh, Pat Beverly. Oh yeah, if he actually plays. Um we'll see how much. Yeah, he they plays. don't trade him. Yeah. Um, um I mean like, it's Beverly, but I, I think they're the, possible, they're, possible, they're possible uh you
0: know, secondary Ben Simmons destination.
2: Yeah, I mean they've been interested in him for a long time. I actually did a piece with John Krasinski at the Athletic about that like months ago. Is that they are interested, it's just whether uh Philly's buying what they're selling and I don't think they are. Um which is which is the challenge for Minnesota. They just don't have because I don't think I don't think they want to move Edwards I, and if it's not I Edwards, don't, then I
0: don't who don't cares? Really because I think I want the over, but I don't want to play. I don't think I, like I, I I want the over, but I'm looking at it and going like it's Minnesota. I don't know really that necessarily like I want to play. Yeah. i right? how do we feel, how do I feel about their coaching for a Austin?
2: I so I like Finch. I don't love Rosas. I think that I think that he's generally he's made a couple bets that I really didn't like. I didn't think Jared Culver was. They moved up for Culver. I didn't think he was a good pick. Um, Edwards, I mean, so Edwards, I'd say he had a better than expected think, season. He also was the wrong pick at number one because Lamelo is awesome.
0: Um, well, except except now if they get if they get like if they if they back into the luck of the dude sprouting a few inches and becoming a different
2: player, then yeah, but they still they, they, they still they right. need that guy. Like, I mean, to me, you draft Lamelo, I mean, he, he's the centerpiece. I didn't think I didn't think it
0: was the wrong pick. I thought
2: I thought. I thought, as much
0: as I liked Lumello, I always thought that, like, long-term, I thought the ceiling on both was similar. And maybe the pop- I thought the ceiling on Anthony was higher. I just didn't trust it necessarily with, you know, Miss Oasis who was going to get there. But... I you know again and I love Lamelo I thought Lamelo was a good pick where he gets picked but I think and I think there's there, there's good reason for them to pick Anthony Edwards where they did and he kind of showed it as he proved throughout the season now does he continue that well we don't know but I mean this is why I'm kind of on the over on this team because I think I think this team is better than Lassie, but is it seven games well.
2: Kind of seven games better,
0: possibly. I mean, Darko yeah. thinks that it's, it's, I'm,
2: it's. I'm weird. under. I'm under fade. I think there's a possibility they go over this. I don't. I think it's a well. I, I think it's a little bit higher line than I would like, but it's still in the reasonable range. So I'm gonna go under fade. Yeah, I think I'm gonna
0: go. I, I think I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over fade on this one because again, I I think they go over, right? Uh, but it's Minnesota, and it's hard for me to like trust them, right? But I do think that there's some really interesting things happening with this team, which is weird because. It's, they're The Timberwolves, right? So, like, God, like, you don't expect that. Um, Do we like anything that we don't know now, we like we don't like people, do they do we? I don't personally know and let's see uh money line you know and for most of the group player if I can get odds, I don't know what the odds are on this that might be interesting I might, I might be interested in looking at the player and seeing if that's something that I might kind of uh because again that's that seems to be kind of a point improvement award. And he might actually die who goes off and like starts going 25 to 30. we don't know um no I don't think they can win the division that's that's no, not no let's keep going
2: yeah, we can we can keep. keep them. Yeah, the Sacramento Kings. So last year, Sacramento finished uh, 34 and 41. They had the differential. They actually outperformed their their point differential by one of the highest in the league. They had of a 33 win team, but that's over a full 82. That's why they're different. Uh, Vegas thinks they're going to be a little bit better this year. The over-under is basically 35, 35 and up if you want to go over, 35 and down if you want to go under. And they didn't really change as of right now. They didn't really change their personnel too much. They, you know, there were possibilities of, oh, maybe they're going to do something with Harrison Barnes or they're going to add somebody. Maybe they're a Ben Simmons destination. I don't particularly think so. So the question really becomes, Health, internal improvement, and so last year. Well, I like I like their top. Uh, this is a team that I like
0: their starting five. So I like their top, but then a couple of the the problem for them is they have a bunch of guys with big question marks because like they're either older or uh, kind of uh, rookies once you get out outside of their uh, their top five. So it, it, it's an imp- I think it's an improving team. It's got a decent core around it, but they're kind of missing
2: some pieces. Decent- well and also right. like Luke Luke Walton, at least to this point, has not done a good job coaching defense for them. He's still the coach there and their personnel <laughs> is basically the same. So that's gonna be hard. They didn't really they didn't really upgrade. I mean, getting Davion Mitchell will help a little bit. I mean, I was very impressed by by his Yeah, and they're not
0: they're not in the Atlantic, but they're in the second
2: toughest office. He's division. Um yeah. Division. Exactly. Like they're I mean, the other four teams in this division are much better than them at full strength. The other part of it challenge for Sacramento is that they The lack of like truly like the, the middle class being stronger, I think, hurts them more than almost anybody. Because Sacramento, I think of them as a modest floor, low ceiling team, and so that makes it hard for them to win game after game. Like as the Bulls and the the Bulls and the Wizards and the Raptors, like if those teams are more competitive, then they can't pick up as many. In that respect, Um, you know they they have they have good they, fans, think, but do they
0: think you think they have any top tier? Like, if you were doing it on tiers,
2: do they have any kind of
0: like like do they have a two one or even two two on this team?
2: Like a real like a, like a best player on a good team? Yes, I don't I don't think so. I mean, I like De'Aaron Fox, but I think he's a little bit below that at this point. You know, like he's, I don't love him to create live offense. I like Harrison Barnes, but I think he's more of a three four on a really good team. Um Rashawn Holmes is like the third to fifth best. Player on a good team, um, and they have some depth, but they don't have a ton. And I really like Tyrese Halliburton, but I think that he's more, again, more of a complimentary guy. So yeah, I did a whole analysis.
0: Like I know that like uh, a couple guys were doing an analysis I help with that. And so when I did that analysis on tiers, Sacramento has like a fourth, like their best guy is, is Fox, who's like a fourth tier player. Like,
2: and they have they a have lot of guys around that level, which is nice yeah, because cool. like, they the, have like thir- they have like third guy,
0: like fourth guys, you know, that kind of that kind of deal. They don't have any guys. On the tippy tippy top tier, right, and that ends up being problematic because functionally, well, you, you know, you you're good enough. I think they're they're good enough to compete team, but they don't they don't they don't have a star or like the second guy either, right? So they do they is there anybody on this team do you think that's like comparable to say somebody like Jalen Brown?
2: I don't think so. I, I think Fox isn't at that level yet, or somebody like and, and nothing like Zach Levine either, right? So somebody no, like I mean, like, um, maybe I, I think there's a chance that. Fox is there by the end of the year, but he's yes, not there yes. right now. So, like, it's it's a, it's a bunch
0: of guys that are more like, say, like the R.J. Barrett. Right? So, the fans are going to get mad at me, but like, but like, ah, I think Fox is probably better. I think Fox is probably better than him. But like, there isn't that. You know, I love Tyrese Halliburton. I think Halliburton's a really nice player, a nice pickup for them. But Halliburton, I think his upside is like the third best guy on the team. Right? That's that's. Like he's, 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 he's over, like if everything goes well, he's a guy who's like the guy who comes in and does stuff right? But not necessarily the guy who's taking over the close games, or the guy who's like the the, the kind of the one-scorer or the half. I think it's kind of like, I mean, it's not a bad place to be, but like, it's not a place where you're saying, oh, this team is going to set the world on fire in the West. Right? That's kind of the point. And they are the fifth-best team in the
2: division, sorry. So yeah, it's, it's, they, are, they are the, the fifth-best team in their division, and like, some could point to, it's true, they're Defense was meaningfully better when Rashawn Holmes was on the floor than when he was off. Like they you know, when they had Bagley at center or when they had some of these other combinations things went very poorly and they did add a strangely large amount of centers with Tristan Thompson and Alex Len, And for whatever reason, they kept Damian Jones, but like, okay, I I still don't think their defense is good. I don't think they really resolved it. Their personnel is not at that level. And Davion Mitchell is intriguing, but he's not going to play. I don't think he's going to play enough to really do that. And generally perimeter players aren't as important. And, you know, it's just pretty much the same coaching staff, same players. So, I think their offense could be okay, but like not great. I mean, they were 11th last year, and I think that's I think that's better than I would expect for them this year, just because I think they got a little bit fortunate. They were, they you know, kudos I guess to Walton Fox and all that for that, but. It's. I like, so, the, I, like Queda. I like the center
0: of the pick. Yeah, like, I mean know, they've, they've got so player.
2: so. I'm I'm in under fade with them. I'm more much more confident in the fade than I am the over or the under because um they. I think this is about the range for them, and if they're a little bit better, then maybe they can jump past the Pels and the Grizz and some of these other teams in this area, and then they get to like 37 or something like that, and they're fine. But it's weird because I, I kind of feel like
0: um they're they're just about right. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think uh, this is a very well-set line.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it's Vegas. Of course it's well-set. So that's what we do. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to join you on the under-fade party, because it's, like, it, it's... it's. I kind of feel like they're going to win, like, 35 points this game. And I've already picked too many over, so I'm like, you're just going to go, like, yeah, I'm just going to pick under-fade, because, like, that's... It's not that I don't... like I mean, I like this team, but it's, like, I'm looking at it, and they're just kind of missing a guy yeah. Like, obviously, if they, if, they, if they can somehow pull the trade for Simmons, which might happen because, again, we kind of think that, like, if the, you know, I, I think Simmons probably wants to go to the Warriors, but, like, the Warriors don't have anything to offer. Philly. So, Philly's just going to walk away from it. So, there's a chance that he might wind up in, like, some place like Sacramento, which is honestly maybe the And if you did add Simmons, I do think Simmons would really work with this particular roster. Because in this particular roster, Simmons might actually play four fives, right? Well,
2: and, and, and also, that's... like, he would help a lot of their defensive issues because he can yes. – he, he's guarded a fair amount of smalls in Philly, but he could guard, bi- He could guard like, wings there. And that would be yeah, – that's and, something and, he could do. Him and
0: Allie kind of, like, give you some – a lot more options in terms of defense. I think that actually yeah. becomes a little interesting in terms of how. And then, like, Harrison Barnes, it's an advantage. Yeah, it, it gets into like it gets into a decent defense, and then it, like I do think Simmons has upside. Obviously, you know with Simmons, the question always is always this: is like is he ever going to decide to like start taking threes like Giannis does, um, even though like because of the gravity motion. but like. You know, I, I think that, like, that's speculative. So I'm going to go under fade. I'm going to put a note in that, like, says, like, I'm going to say we
2: like this team, but, like, we just, I mean, I'm, not enough. It's, it's like, it's not enough. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like them at 20 to 1 to win the division. I don't like
0: them at 30. I don't like, and them
2: at Mitchell 10. at 30 to 1 to win rookie of the year. I don't think he's going to get the touch, the playing time. and Not, on this, team,
0: not on this yeah. team. Yeah. Like, not unless, like, there's a disaster that
2: happens. Yeah. So now we get to the Pels. New Orleans and ended last I'm season. very well set line. Yes. Uh, they ended last season 31 and 41, but they did underperform their differential. They had the point differential over an 82-game season of a 39-win team. They had a very weird offseason where they let Lonzo Ball go via sign-in trade. They also functionally swapped Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe for Valentinus, which I really like. They added uh Sadoransky and Temple. They drafted Trey Murphy, who I also like. So like, and they added uh, Devonte Graham, who's interesting. So yeah,
0: I, like, I like I thought Devontae Graham was a really good add.
2: Yeah, I I don't I, I don't think of Graham as a starting caliber point guard. But a I'm not sure that the Pelicans need somebody like that because uh, Zion should have the ball in his hands as much as humanly possible. And B, like they want, they need guys who can catch and shoot, who can do some of that kind of stuff, and I think that could work well. You know, Graham can do some on ball, but then he can also work off ball. Uh But my 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 concerns here, like the Pelicans were massively disappointing on defense last year. They finished the season twenty third, and a portion of that was bad shooting luck. And they do have a new coach. Maybe Willie Green will have a different defensive philosophy, and they'll give up fewer threes. Think I don't
0: think their defensive personnel got better. No,
2: I I mean I. I So I thought Valanciunas was better than Adams. Defensively last year, but not by a dramatic amount. And I think that some of the like the defensive metrics were you know like they were blame Adams wasn't great, but like he basically I thought Valanciunas was getting too much credit yeah, and Adams was getting too one much. One of blame. the problems with defensive
0: metrics, the defensive metrics are basically so when if you're judging a defensive metric on a center, right? I, I call this the uh, you could see a good team for us to see it was when glenn Davis was playing next to Kevin Garnett, right? And uh, basically Kevin Garnett was carrying Big Baby's ass, and so like. Functionally, that rim protector will basically carry a lot of the load. And if he's next to a player who's not that great, then basically he's getting a discount for that player. Another example I can think of is when uh, Tyson Chandler was playing next to Marius Stodemeyer and Garmin oh. Anthony, and somehow that team was like top five in defense in the NBA, which I still posit is one of is, is, is on the bar with like the seven days of Hercules. Day somehow I don't know how he did that, but he was carrying that entire defense. On his own. And the same thing kinda of happens. I think some of what you were saying with Steven Adams is I think situation, right? I don't think yeah. Steven Adams was like and, and I I think I think the talent
2: around Steven Adams defensively was worse than the talent around uh
0: Jonas Alasha's defensive I, I would
2: um, I would I mean I would agree I like the perimeter guys a lot more for last year's Grizzlies than I do yes. than I do last year's Pelicans. And I think that offensively, New Orleans talent fits together better this year. I think Valanchunas can fill a little bit of a different role offensively, and then like Lonzo Lonzo is is a better player to me than Devontae Graham, but in the half-court offensively, I think that Devontae is a better fit. I don't know. We'll have to see if Kyra Lewis and Nikhil and some of these other guys can really step up, but I still don't believe— the Pel- Do you think the Pelicans are better than the Timberwolves? Yes, Better than I the do. Kings, yeah, I do, but yeah. I don't think well, they're. Dr- I don't think they're dramatically better. And Vegas does because their their over under is thirty eight and a half either way. So that means it's thirty nine and up and thirty eight and below. I
0: mean, I know, but that's a good line because functionally, I mean, they have Zion, right? So
2: yeah, I mean, it, it's a very good line because like it's they. I mean, internal improvement just of Zion Williamson could be enough to 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 knock this out. Like they could have a bottom. They could have a bottom ten defense, but have such a good offense that they blow through this number. I kind of feel like their roster got worse. Though. I. Would I would I would, so what I said what I've said before is I think they decreased their talent but they improved their fit. So where those come out in the wash I'm not sure. Um I could I, you see this team winning
0: 43 games?
2: That's yeah, I mean Zion going supernova. It feels like-, like that's that's the way that's the way it happens, is that if Zion takes another step forward, remember we only got point Zion for about I think it was about half to two thirds yeah. of last season. If we get that for three quarters to the whole damn thing.
0: I kinda I kinda don't even think it's Zion. I kinda think it's somewhat Zion, but you need somebody like you need somebody like um uh, Jackson or somebody like somebody at least somebody from one of their other guys needs to kind of step up for them to like kind of get right.
2: Um, or I mean, the the other thing for me, like I don't love the Ingram Zion combination. If they moved yeah. him for somebody that could shift their identity in almost any way, like a better defender, then you could open up some some upside there. A well, better they would do they would do Ingram for Simmons. I don't think Simmons and Zion fit together well. I don't I don't think that I don't think that really does. Well, I mean, it does Ingram some favors, honestly, um, because then he gets he gets a better defender around him. I don't think they would. Um, It would be fascinating like that. that's the type of trade that, like, I wouldn't like from New Orleans perspective, but maybe David Griffin feeling the heat does. Um, That's that's interesting. uh, So so this is another team we've this has happened a couple times in a row now where I'm more confident in the fade than the over under. I think this is an extremely well set line. I agree with you. Like, um, I, problem, I, I, I
0: I'm, not, I'm not.
2: There's no way I'm putting money on this team. Yeah, no way. Um, I'm gonna go under because even though I think there's a chance that Zion is is like that, he makes a real step forward, and that there we're just like, oh my god, why? Why did we think that a 21 year old version of Zion Williamson wouldn't be there? A, I'm always worried about health stuff with him, and I always will be. B this team has like kind of weird depth like they have a lot of guys that could work but I'm not sure they will and like if if they if things go a little bit poorly for them I could see things you know like maybe they fire Griffin or they go like they just go in woolly green's chasm rep as being a developmental coach too like he's done some of that with with other teams Yeah, so like good. I mean they're I come back. Keep coming
0: back to the fact that like they lost long as they lost Stephen Adams, and I don't think the, the talent they brought in is better. Uh,
2: um. Yeah, I mean it's it's a challenge, and maybe like their the argument for them going <laughs> over is is, it, is, it, is it, also it, beyond Zion is internal improvement from other guys. Like if yeah, Kyra Lewis, if, if, you're or, giving, if you're giving the over, it's it's all on Zion, really. <laughs> <laughs> but mean, like if like, Kyra Lewis yeah. and Nikhil Alexander Walker and some of those guys, uh, Josh Hart, Jackson. if those guys are better, that can help. But they're still going to be bad defensively. Like that's the thing. Like they're. There, there's not They haven't To me They they may have made These fit things That I like But they didn't Solve their problems Like other than Maybe like Having more shooting In the half court And maybe a little bit More half court creation But not dramatically so So I'm under fade um, Now I think we're A year early But Zion's MVP odds Are Basic Are 50 to 1 yeah, He's got top five first. He hasn't top 5 I ones. I don't know What the minimum Bet you can make Whether it's $5 Or $10 But if you could do do that, I would do that. Just also because can you imagine a more gratifying benefit pays off? Like Sign sign sign,
0: sign, sign at, at fifty to one.
2: At fifty to one, throw ten dollars on it. If you if he wins it, you get five hundred dollars, and maybe even you can hedge it at the at the all star break. I don't I think he's gonna I think he might finish top five, top ten this year. Um, but I mean, fifty to one, why the hell yeah. not? It does look fun. Um, I, I will tell you this also. I would much prefer Zion at 50 to 1 than Ja Moran at 55 to 1, as much as I love Ja. I'm tempted to go under play on this
0: because there's a lot of chaos on this team. Not a lot of continuity, roster turnover. The yeah. GM is under fire, kind of possibly. We don't know how safe the I mean how safe is that coach?
2: Is that, oh, is oh that he coach? just got hired. He's fine. He's fine. And I mean Willie Green coach? might he I he's he's a table rasa for me in terms of like cause he hasn't been he hasn't had the head job before. Like maybe there he, maybe there's some things from? that Stan Van did defensively that, that he cleans up like the the analogy for me is like I thought that Van Gundy Did a very poor job kind of defensively, philosophically coaching to his talent. I thought that the idea that he had, like, oh, let's build off the bucks is fine, but they didn't have Brooke Lopez. So like that doesn't work out as well. So maybe what you get is something more similar. So the, the what I've said before is it's kind of like um Indiana. So they went from Nate Bjorkren to sorry, they went from Nate McMillan to Nate Bjorkren. And they actually, like, the opponents took shots from much better locations. Like better for the pacers. Um so much worse for the team. But because teams made more of their shots, and because you know they had a little bit of a little bit of bad luck, the defense was actually worse last year than it was before. Like I could see the Pelicans giving up shots in better locations, but not really being that much better defensively because their talent just isn't that good. I,
0: I'm tempted to go under play go on the team. I'm no longer fake.
2: Yeah, I'm not but gonna. I'm not gonna bet. I'm not gonna bet that heavily against Zion. Like and 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 against oh. this. Like, I mean, if they figure it out, this like they can win forty, no problem. Like I mean, that can well, they win forty? Can be- they win forty five? But forty, I'm yeah. That might be, I'm gonna do something that might
0: be stupid. I'm gonna switch my bet on Minnesota. I'm gonna go play on it. Ah, on it.
2: wow. Okay, so that's fun. Um, and we don't division or any of that stuff isn't really relevant for the. Players. No, really. Basically,
0: I'm gonna put a note that basically I am I am betting on it. Uh, I am betting on on um, on a walk.
2: Yeah. Um, and you could say Danny small bet on um on Zion because I I just think it's fun. I love I love him. Um. So let's go to I keep I kept looking at it, kept like my drop my like I'm,
0: gonna, like I'm gonna bet on
2: Anthony I'm gonna bet on
0: it uh, our gonna bet on Anthony Edwards. Interesting. Fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna I I, I am betting
2: on it's fun. I want to bet on Anthony Evans, right?
0: I feel like it's it's a good thing to do.
2: Okay, so let's let's jump to the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies last year finished above five hundred, thirty eight and 34. They ended up making the playoffs after advancing through the play-in, and they had the differential. They were basically even there. They had the differential of a 43-win team on an 82-game season. They lost Valanciunas because they traded him for Steven Adams. They also acquired a bunch of point guards who they immediately sent out. Um, so they basically have the same point guard rotation that they were gonna have before. And Vegas thinks they're gonna be kind of the worse. same team, maybe a little bit worse. And that's you know, so it's 41 if you want to go over or under. So 41 and up, 41 and, and under. Do you think this is a better or worse team loss? I think it's a better team, not because I just, not because of talent. Like, I mean, I think I think personally that Valentinus Adams is a slight downgrade, but because a health, Jaron Jackson's gonna make a huge difference. having him a much higher proportion of year. And B Age related improvement. This is an yeah. extremely young team. Yeah. And so
0: and the added guys who are got like Adams is
2: a good ad
0: in terms of character. If you're trying to build a defensive yeah. character on but a team, like he's a great ad.
2: So the amount of post prime players on this team is extremely yeah. low. Now, like Kyle Anderson, age twenty eight, we don't know if he'll be better than he was last year. But, but Slowmo mos another good like Slowmo and Adams are two good like, yeah. and, like, like and like Dylan Brooks might not be better than he was last year. We'll see if he can take another step forward. But job, and Jaron, who did barely play it, and, and Bain and Melton and, T- and Xavier Tillman. And like, Brandon Clark can
0: have a bounce back here. Yeah, year.
2: Brandon Clark can have a bounce back here. And I think Taylor Jenkins is a good coach. I think that they've you know, they outperformed their defensive personnel like the way I think of it over the last couple of years. I'm at the point where I think I can give Taylor Jenkins a little bit of benefit of the doubt. So they were seventh last year and 15th the year before. I thought both of those were outperforming the talent they had. Um, so I'm gonna I'm not gonna play the over here though I am considering it I think this is more of an over fade but I'm I do. think thought
0: gonna be a coupon. We yeah. were all gonna go. We're we're all over on this team. No, well, I'm I'm, I'm overplaying.
2: You're overplaying. Like
0: I. Easy. I think it's easy. I mean I, th- I think it's easy. They're they're they they were a 40, 43 win team this year. The line's set at 40 and a half.
2: And yeah, team that's improving, and they had injury. So they had, and they did have. Yeah, they guard. did have some bad injury. I mean, Jared. I mean, Jaw was mostly healthy. And they have guy, yep. guys out of Screw water. And it, and I'm, the I'm, I'm agreeing. i you, actually, you convinced they me. Really well. they,
0: they, they played really well in the playoffs too. They, 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 really well the playoffs, they, 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 they themselves very well. So, you, you like,
2: convinced me. Oh, I'm playing. I'm playing it now. Overplay. Yeah, it's the kind of thing. Of like, do you feel? Yeah, it's like yeah. They're,
0: they're, 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 they're really kind of. A yeah. good,
2: now, design. I feel a little bit weird about it because I, while I like the Grizzlies... I don't think they're dramatically be- like th- I like the teams above them better and it's always hard to bet the over on a team that you think is like the 7th or 8th best team in their conference but I think they're good. Like I think they're I think they're going to win like 42 well, they're, 43 they're hits. The second, they're the second best team in their division. That's true. Um I mean are they, are I mean, they but well, I, mean the, I think the Pels I think the Pels could be better but I think the Grizzlies are I, I, think-, I think
0: I think I think the Grizzlies have a better – the Grizzlies have a better roster and They have comparable top talent, and I like the fit and how they play better, right? Sure. Like, the Grizzlies have shown me that they can kind of, they can, they can can, when the chips are down, the the, the Grizzlies have shown me that they can win these games. So, like, it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, I feel a lot more confident about going over on them than going on the Pals.
2: That makes sense and i do, but i don't feel i i uh ja, i just mentioned his mvp odds are too strong uh, they're too rich for me i don't like uh Would Memphis you... division they're they're not good enough to like uh... i mean
0: you're, you're betting you're, you're betting against Jason. If if uh, but,
2: but okay, even then,
0: this, let, let me put it this way: a
2: bet on the well. So what? The, so what are their the, Tell tell people that, what Arturo, guess, What are their division odds?
0: Division odds are uh uh four forty, which is actually like a good, really good number of They're they're cheaper. Like they're che- the the consensus is one eighty five, but the actual best number is four forty. So basically,
2: good. that's like a one in twenty chance that they win it, roughly.
0: Yes, you're
2: betting against Jason Kidd. That's what you're. Doing. And or Luca getting an extended injury like no, that You're
0: would... just betting. You're just betting against Jason Kidd.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't like it's. It's not a that. That's a, a number really, that I would consider if I were. This even, is,
0: but this is why the, there's a wide variation in that number between books because I think what's happening is like people are buying like that 440 number. I'm looking at it and going like, mm, I'm betting against Jason Kidd. I'm betting Jason Kidd. The Jason Kidd run team is going to be disappointing and disaster. Mm, mm. I, I kinda like that division. But like I think Memphis at four forty for division actually I could totally see I could totally see them like giving uh Dallas a scare. Because again, like the downgrade from like going from Rick Carlisle to Jason Kidd is like that is a that is a massive downgrade. So I yeah, I I, I really like that four forty. That's that's an interesting one going to say, I'm going to bet. I, I like, I like division, like plus 40 to win, plus 40 to win the division is really cool. I like it.
2: Okay. So let's jump to the Portland Trail Blazers. The Blazers last year, they ended up with a 42 and 30 record. They had the differential of, of an 82 game season of a 47 win team. There is obviously uncertainty around the franchise. Terry Stotts is gone. Chauncey Billups is in. Um, We don't know how long Damian Lillard is going to be there or CJ or something else. Uh Over-under is at 44 either way. So 44 and up for over, 44 and down for under. And I think this is a really... Personally, I think this is a really well-set line Um, because the Blazers, like, at 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 full strength i think they're better than this like i brought up that the win total for last year and and lillard played a bunch um but cj missed a lot of time and he played i mean he was great at the beginning of the season he was pretty good after that nurkic missed a bunch of time so i think they're better than this like i think the blazers think, they're a I they're a 48 47 win team to be um I'm, surpri-
0: I'm surprised you didn't mention the most important thing
2: okay no Carmelo anthony <laughs> Yeah, I mean their bench defense is going to be a lot better because not only is Melo gone, but Ennis Canner is as well. And they so six, they, they they basically played half the time with Carmelo and half the time
0: without Carmelo. There were six points better better. Well, for, for and, game. and and they and functionally
2: swapped Larry. They swapped uh, Derrick Jones Jr. for Larry Nance, which I really like. Um, yeah. This is a This is a, this is a significantly better team. Like the Ross, Well, okay. So I'm talking. I, I was better. already over. I'm starting to talk myself into play. Not only because of that, but because of like the Clippers being hurt and yeah. like. There are some I, I wins here. When, I,
0: when the lines came out, I said this is the easiest over on the board.
2: Okay, yeah, I'm I'm getting to I'm working. I know you were more confident, and I'm getting to overplay as well. But I mean, like the, it comes down to this: they had Carmelo Anthony was part. of, Like Carmelo
0: Anthony really is not an NBA player anymore. Right? He might be good, but he's really not That he's not at that level. He he's really the worst regular player in the league at this point because I mean he's he's ancient by by NBA and he was a regular part of the rotation. He played half their minutes, and if you look at their minutes with and without. I mean, like this is why they lost Denver, because they played Carmelo half the time. Well, and every time they would like, play Carmelo, like Denver would go on a run. And he, he, really, I don't know why they were married to it, but like they were married to it. And like simply not having him on the team. And well, so, so they're pieces just makes the edges better, and I think they're like you know they won forty eight games last year, the equivalent, and you're setting the line forty three and a half. Do I think this team is five to Like, yes, I think this. I think this team. I think this team is better than it was last year. I think last year. Last year they're they're they, were, they, were, they were overrated. This year they're massively underrated because in, people in don't of, understand it, that like when players get old, like Carmelo does, particularly when he can't play defense and never could.
2: Well, I think just I, so. Different. To me, bigger than that is. I think that Billups can try some more stuff defensively. They have better defensive talent because they added Larry Nance and Derek Jones didn't really play. Larry Nance will, so that's going to help out. He'll solve some of their backup big minutes. I, I really like that fit for them. Yeah, I don't think
0: I don't think they downgraded at coach, uh, other than the personnel issues there. Well, and it, here,
2: so here is the other strong argument for me. Now you could argue that last year was a little bit different than some overall, but last year. The team that had the, the the of the top 10 offenses, the team that had the like the worst point differential was the Celtics. And the Celtics still had the differential of a 45-win team. And Blazers last I mean, and so the Blazers now two years ago, it was worse for them, but their their defense was visible, their offense was a little less stupendous. The argument against the argument against their over would probably be that they trade Lillard, but A, I don't think it's happening preseason. And in season, I think they're gonna be okay. So then are they are they really gonna make a move? Maybe they do in the off season. Maybe he actually puts in a demand. But if they're in the like playoff mix, I don't think he will. I think that they be I think that they're going
0: to be in the fight for the one seed in the West, right? Because I think because Wow, be,
2: wow, that's stronger that's stronger than me. I think they're I think they're more like a forty forty seven 47 to 50 win team. No, I think they're going to be like 51 52
0: because Wow. Again,
2: it's just a better working route. And they also like you know, they they, they, they didn't they like not have Nurkic for like a long part of, like, like Yeah, like, but he misses time all the time. I mean like so yeah, Nurkic I mean, like, played thirty seven last year and so that meant that, that not, Cantor had to start, which was different. So they got, like their
0: particular rotation now is like Nurkic, uh Covington and Nance. That's that's pretty nice.
2: Yeah. I mean like Cantor I mean they don't have Cantor anymore. It's so, like their the defense like so no canter. And, 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 and they'll have a full season in Norm Powell, though I thought like you know, they, they No Cantor and no Carmelo
0: Anthony. Their defense is gonna be wildly better.
2: And right? they, and they and Zeller at Backup center like Zeller is a bat- better backup center for them than Ennis Kanter was. Personal. and like it also lets you cover for Damien. I'm oh, sorry Damien sorry I, I forget mm-hmm. like I mean it, he doesn't he doesn't play it so maybe we shouldn't say it but um, I mean like all I'm gonna say all I'm gonna
0: say is, like I think that this team is gonna be like like they were saying that last year for this team but this is like this is a better version of that roster without the obvious kind of flaws and I think that like they're I mean if they're if they have good health they're gonna be up there for kind of the onesie uh I mean it depends on it depends on exactly where it's gonna be right so like we don't I don't know if it's going to be kind of uh, like, you know, 55 or something. But I think they can probably get to two-three wins. And they were in the chase with the flaws in the roster. So I do think that they can be in that chase. So to me, it's, it's overplay. It's fairly easy. So, okay. Do we like... Their MVP or divisions um, Southwest against I don't know, Northwest against Denver. Ooh, 10 to one is actually really nice. I actually do think I like their division odds. I don't love their. Hmm.
2: See, I, I'm not I'm not as high on their division odds just because I think the teams above, like like somebody above them is going to have a it's better still year. No,
0: Portland Northwest. So basically, it's Denver, 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 Denver or the Jazz.
2: Oh, that's right. They're not in the Pacific. That was sorry. My no, brain, they're, went, they're, my they're, brain they're, went the, yeah, the wrong yeah, way. yeah, it's like, yeah that's but but like Utah. Portland. Like, I think if Utah as a very high floor team. We'll get to them. I the thing is it's ten to one though. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not there. You can be there. I mean you're higher on them in general. I right? mean, I think division
0: ten to one is actually really interesting for them. And I think like the Dame's uh, uh MEP outs are actually interesting. Uh, so Dame right now is going off at like uh sixteen hundred like sixteen hundred. So I think Dame's sixteen to one is actually a really interesting bet because I do think that if in there if they're in that like one uh so, if they're in that one uh, seed conversation, then this could be the year for Dame, right? So, I'm going to say that, like, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say uh, Division at 10 to 1 and Dame at 16 to 1 are both really interesting uh, for them. Uh, it's, it's just. just Given the roster has improved, there he's going to score a lot of points. He's going to be the he, he's going to be the high usage machine. He has the clearest usage and the clearest like he's he's the, he's a clear number one team on a team that could be contending for the one seed in the West. So it means to me that six two one is too long. And he's also he's already finished in the top five multiple times. So it, he's he's a guy who could definitely win the. NBA. If He's going to win it. It would be probably this year. Probably.
2: Um, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna go
0: overplay. What do you got?
2: I'm gonna go overplay as well, but I like the other stuff. I, I'm closer to the margin than you are, but I'm still there. So now I we get to the number, it's just, because it's like 43 and a half. This. It's it's lower than I thought it would be. Um, I
0: could see it, I could see them winning 10 10 more games than that, and and it wouldn't. I mean, it would be a little bit surprising, but it would be stunning. Right? So so I mean, there are scenarios where like the teams in front of them fall, and they win 53 games.
2: Now so. we get to the Clippers. And the Clippers, ah, so. the Clippers are tough because Kawhi Leonard's going to be out some period of time. We don't know exactly how long. It could be the whole regular season. It could be less than that with his partially torn ACL. Uh, the Clippers were the second best team in terms of differential in the regular season. Oh, no, that was two years ago. I think they were, I think they were, I think they were a little bit. No, they were second best last year. That's right. God, it was, feels like so long ago. Um, and they they underperform their differential as a lot of teams that high do, like the Jazz did as well. Because when you're when you have that kind of differential, you're not going to win as many games. Um, they were top ten on offense and defense, but now they're missing their best player for a lot of the season, and maybe the whole season. Maybe the whole season. Um, but Vegas really counted that in because their over underline is basically 45 45 and up for over 45 and and down for under and that makes this a more challenging a challenging play for me
0: um i think part of the problem is for this team is i think that there's a defensive effect that's not necessarily measured in the projection so losing some of these key players has made the defensive personnel kind of worse right so you're gonna basically get guys who weren't in those rotations kind of have to come up and guard a more a better uh, office um
2: it's but weird. they but they have uh, defensive talent. I mean, like we don't know they, what t- they
0: do. It's just I think I think it's just like the next man up kind of problem, right? Yeah, so yeah. Like, I mean, and it's, it's the,
2: like, the, I like to think of it as cascading injury. So that also means that any subsequent thing, if Mar, if Marcus Morris or Batum or somebody else goes down, then they're going to need to be leaning on maybe Justice they're, Winslow. They're also, like they're,
0: they're historically
2: the most un, like them and like they're one of the most
0: under, like historically the most under the LA teams. Yeah, the but
2: they're, under they're under this team. is so I, this is different. I think Ty lose. I think Ty lose a good coach. Um I, I'm I'm more concerned about the non Kawhi Clippers offensively than defensively. I think that they have they have talented players, but they don't really have a great straw that stirs the drink. And it's been a long time. Like I had Paul George before he got hurt that season. I think I had him third in MVP, but he was doing it in a kind of a different way, playing next to Russ. Um And, you know, I, I like Richard Jackson. I thought that he had a nice, a nice standard. So I, I'm worried that they're going to slide back further and getting Eric Bledsoe doesn't help in that respect. He had a brutal, brutal year in New Orleans. So I'm I I mean, I think that the Clippers go over this. Like, it's just it's they have a lot of talent. Like, I mean, Paul George is still on this team. They have defenders. They have a good coach. They're, you know, they can still put out capable rosters, you know. So like, if their starting five is Jackson, like I don't know if it's going to be Jackson, George, Batum, Morris, and Zubat, something like that. Like, that's a capable lineup. Like, that's better than those middle teams in the East. Like, you know, that's better than the Bulls. I think that's. I think. I think that's. Are they better than Memphis? I think they're. I think they're in the same ballpark. Um, yeah, which
0: means that we think they're like, we think they're like, it's the thing. They're, I think they're more like Memphis, where I think Memphis is too low. I think they're probably a bit too high. So I'm leaning towards under, but it's just a smidge. I'm mean, yeah. like, like 45 wins is what is.
2: I'm, I'm over fade. And, and part of it is like, if they get Kawhi back, even if it's part time, I think that he'll really make things easier for them. And the other thing that the Clippers have that I like, beyond, uh, I mentioned the coach, is they have a decent amount of functional depth. You know, like they, like, I don't love Bledsoe, but if Bledsoe's not playing well, they can give Terrence Mann more minutes. If if he's not playing well, then maybe they can try Justice Winslow. And they don't even have to get into like the key, the, the rookies, Keon Johnson, Preston, BJ Boston. Like, I don't think those guys are going to play very much. And then the other huge argument for the Clippers is, while I don't think they're the most desirable buyout destination, if it looks like is coming back, I think they can get somebody. And also Steve Ballmer is always willing to spend. So, like, if I were to guess just purely on talent, not on health, were they to be- get better or worse from now to the end of the season, I would guess that they would get better. Yeah, I mean, I see. This is why I think they stay underplay. the same, but yeah.
0: This is why I'm not going on the play. That's some kind of yeah. going, like... I,
2: I think concern. we see them similarly. Um, I would not. I mean, division odds for them. No. Well, well okay, but here's the juicy one. MVP. isn't You're going to No. MVP. Championship. But do we think Kawhi is really going to be back? I think he might like so. I the number that was in my head for the Clippers to consider it was Ah, fifteen was 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 fifteen to one. That was the number for me that if it was fifteen to one or richer, I would consider it. And it's sixteen to one. Well, it's twenty five to one. Yeah. Oh, so if it's twenty five, yeah, I would. I wouldn't throw a lot on it. This is more like a Zion MVP vote. But like, oh, I I was seeing it at. I was seeing it at uh, sixteen. It's twenty five. Yeah. Wow. To win the title. I mean, depends. You gotta shop around, but yeah, like yeah, something. I would. I mean, I wouldn't throw a lot on it, but I'd throw a little bit. And for MVP, I mean. Paul George is at forty to one. I don't think he's going to have the volume. I, I mean, I, and I don't think the Clippers are going to be good enough. Like, if they're a top three team, maybe he can do it. But uh. yeah, I, yeah,
0: I, I, I'm not. I, I don't love it. I think that like, if we get better news on, like, see the thing about that twenty five to one is you might get a better number for it later in the year. If like, depending on the news,
2: you might. But yeah. I, I also I worry that it could like, if they're a little bit better at the start of the year, or we get any positive, I, I would be I would be okay with it at twenty five. Now I wouldn't have gotten it at six. I would have said like wait and see if it gets better, but 25, I think it might not get that much better than that. Maybe it gets to 28 or something, but um, if it gets to like 30, then that probably means that something bad happened, and I, I wouldn't be as interested in it. Yeah. And again, I'm talking small, a small number, like not a not a not a big bet or anything like that. Yeah, no, I agree with that.
0: I, I mean, I have no issue with that, and then we um, don't like.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's not horrendous. Like, if you're a George Optimist, like, it'd be kind of a fun one. But no, if I were, like, in that same ballpark, I would rather bet on Zion or bet on, oh, and, and don't, obviously don't touch, don't touch Kawhi for MVP. He's not going to play enough. Like, there's, there's no not, chance. Um, so let's get to the Denver Nuggets, uh, the Nuggets last year. They went forty seven and twenty five. They had the differential over an eighty two game season of They a- also
0: they also and this is important, they did not have full quarterback.
2: They did not. I mean, they did have the they well, had they were playing at altitude, but they didn't have the fans, which I think of the fans as a smaller part than the altitude yes, for
0: them. And the altitude was a bigger deal, yes.
2: Um, and so so they had the differential of a fifty four win team last year. Um, I think that, and so, but this, they had this
0: line. Is, this line is set very well.
2: Oh, it set it set really well. I mean, so last year, you know, they had Actually. they had that. They played Jamal Murray played roughly half the season. I think he's going to play a little bit less than half the season. But they also got air. They got Aaron Gordon way through and the line is set at 47 and a half either ways, so that's 48 and up or 47 and down this is a really good line i i i'm definitely a fade i'm genuinely torn on whether to go over or under um they're
0: really good team on over because of the home court and that's going to be back and that's going to be a thing particularly with covid because reduced lung capacity is going to be a thing for some players and you throw that into playing at altitude it's going to be a real problem some, some, some guys are just gonna die on on backmax and and not literally die, just like being in uh, And in uh, that altitude is just gonna be like rough. Um, who's their second best guard? Who's their who's, who's who? Do you think is the best guard on them?
2: Best healthy guard, obviously. Yes. Um. Yeah. That's. I mean, so they're very frontcourt heavy. I would say it might be the guy I, I kind of think is my
0: dark horse for rookie uh, of the year.
2: Oh, I don't or think Bones has. is. I don't think Bones is going to play enough. I think um, I
0: think Bones is really interesting. And Bones, we'll talk about it. I think Bones is the guy who could definitely get like. I think there's a shot he gets to the starter job before Murray gets back
2: because there isn't really a better guard. Like there isn't better. Boost, there's a like better I think guard. I think Barton. I think Barton's going to take a lot of that. Yeah, but,
0: but is, is, is Barton? Is Barton your your shooting?
2: Yeah. Or, or, so then, yeah. Well, I mean, Bart, I mean, he. Yeah. So then you're probably playing. You think you're thinking Bones starts over Monte at the one and yeah. Campazzo. It's possible. I, I think he. Yeah. I think so he'll have Monte and
0: Capazzo and like Austin Rivers. I'm like, I like yeah. Island better than all the, the, those three players. And, and I would rather also, if there's something there, I would rather develop it because I do think that that kid has a lot of potential, right? He so does. I would if he if he shows up and he's actually a competent starter then he could definitely get the volume because he does have the offensive shots, which is, I think, one of the, the, I think, like, the odds on him are, like, 100, so it's, like... Like that's a fun bet, yeah, hundred to one.
2: 100 to one. That's, yeah, that that's, like,
0: that's, that's my favorite. That's my favorite rookie of the year in Nuggets bet. It would be the fun. It would be. The, and he also has the best jersey, Nuggets, Denver Highland's great. Best jersey.
2: Um, best
0: He's also D. He's great. He's so, great. oh great.
2: So that's I'm, great. I'm, I'm, I'm not as high on Highland and uh, rookie of the year just because the other guys are going to get a lot of time. And even 100, if it's hundred to one, that's that's why I like it. It's a hundred to one. Um. But let's get back to the the the, the crux Getting of it with their the team, their uh, over uh, under. So f- forty eight, it's so good. And Jokic, the other part of this is Jokic is a damn Iron Man. Like so, he's going to play. Um, you don't have the same the same worries with him. Uh, Porter, I
0: mean, your argument for the over is that you know Murray gets back. They get a little better play from the the. Well, the, the, I the think the argument
2: guy. is that they're like a and let's say you a, 40- a forty.
0: You, you get a lead from. Um, uh, sorry, ew, I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. So if you get a lead from Michael Porter Jr. uh and you know you you integrate, you have the full season of Aaron Gordon, and you get something from the other guys there, then yeah, I mean, I, the problem is they do have some like you know I, I love Jeff Green, I love Los so. Uh, it's 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 a bit dangerous. I, I don't think I mean obviously without Murray, they're not as good as they were last year. Uh, there's a shot for this. Uh, there, I mean, their division is, I do think, I think the problem is, like, I think I would probably rate Portland over them. Right? That's 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 my thing. I think Portland is a better team than they um, Which, be, and, and again, this is not a full strength judgment. This is, Portland right now is a better team than Denver is going to be for the season, until they get Murray, right? When they get Murray back, it's a different story, but I don't know if you're going to get Murray back at 100% when he comes back, so... I'm kind of under on this team, which is bad because like generally they're a team that goes over, but I'm kind of
2: under on this team. It's, I I mean, I'm really torn on it. I'm, I'm pulling up, I'm pulling up one stat that I want to, that might end up being not definitive, but pretty, but pretty instructive for me. So when Jokic was on the floor and Jamal Murray was off and that includes stuff from before Jamal got hurt but they they played together you know a, fa- a fair portion of their time they were so they still were a positive team they had plus 1.4 differential um so that's Plus 1.4, that's really like about a 44, 45 win team. And they weren't great on defense, but they were still, you know, like 117 you offensive. Have it, you have to look at it
0: when, uh, when Aaron Gordon was over.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, so if you if you add in AG, if you want to do that, so then that narr- narrows it much more cleanly to when Jamal Murray was hurt, plus six net rating. Uh, 91st in offense, so I'm going to go over fade. I think that I think that they're a 50 plus win team when Jamal Murray is available. I think that Jokic is going to play a lot because he's that, and so I I don't love it. Like I'm, I'm I think they're going to be in the 40 47 46 to 50 range, but I think there's a little bit more on one side than the other, so I'm going to go over fade. Yeah, I think they're gonna finish
0: third in the division. Right. That's that's my
2: um, thing. And Okay, what about what about Jokic MVP or the repeat? It's uh sixteen to one. No, no. I think he I could don't think- I think he could do it. Um I think that's a fair number for him, but I don't love it. Would you rather bet that or the division? Uh what are their division odds? I think the division odds are
0: five to reach out. Um yeah, four to one. Four to one are the division odds.
2: I'd, I mean, I'd rather have, I'd rather have Vyokic MVP. I think, I, I think the Jazz are going to have a good regular season. We'll
0: get to that. 16 to 1. Uh, I mean, yeah, okay. So 16 to 1. I don't, I don't like the, I don't think, again, I, don't
2: I think, think, I, I, don't, it's not I one of, it's not one of my best MVP bets. I think he has to
0: walk on water to win the MVP this really, I don't think he like, does.
2: I think he just has to be slightly, healthy. but I mean, if, if the Nuggets, if Jamal Murray misses a vast majority of the season and they're a top, Two or top three team, then I think he's going to have a reasonably strong case. Um, yeah, I don't, I think that, and here's, here's the other argument in favor of Jokic that I think could be really persuasive. I think there is a possibility that the Nuggets are basically be him and Embiid, that they're the two players who have, who have the best teams that are, that they're not splitting votes. Like, and, and maybe Giannis, depending on where the Bucks end up. Like the,
0: and Dane, Dane. Yeah,
2: I mean, if you think, if you think the Blazers are going to be better. So, like, yeah, I mean, that's, it's a, it might
0: yeah, like, come down it might M M P could come down to who finishes first between those two games.
2: It it could. Um, but so that's why 16 to 1 is fine it's not amazing I think you taught me 16 to 1 is fine
0: I like it Yeah, we both like like, like,
2: if you're a yoga I would rather bet they're over than that
0: there's a reason why I like joking at 16 to 1 and it has to do with I think the guy who's the favorite I think is overrated and it's not because of him I think it's because of the team but sure
2: we'll get to that soon enough Um, but before that let's get to the Golden State Warriors the Warriors have had a weird couple years they had the differential of a 42 basically a 500 team last year but they were also playing without Klay Thompson. They had the fifth offense in the twenty-first ranked defense, partially because yet again they were horrendous when Steph Curry was off the floor. And Vegas, well, they, were,
0: they were they were horrendous when James Wiseman was
2: also true. Um, let's be let's,
0: let's be appropriate. I think like yeah. when he, when they for some reason strategically that they, I don't understand they they. they, they, they insist on doing these really dumb things sometimes some
2: of these well it also can't. might be partially front office like it, there are a couple things it could be um but so the Warriors Vegas is treating them use the term before as a public team I think Vegas is treating them as a public team uh the over under is at 47.5 either way so 48 and up and then 47 and down if you're going under and um
0: there is a LeBron Le, I think the LeBron rule is going to apply here but we'll, we'll get to that
2: yeah I mean so I could the Warriors finish with 48 or more wins yes absolutely they Not could with the cur- I don't Think the I, I, I think they. I mean, defensively they have a lot of talent. Offensively, they you know they can figure some stuff out. They're, but they, they're playing too many. They're playing too many rookies. They're still going to play. Well, I don't know. How, I don't know how much they're going to play the rookies. But they. But the problem is, like one of the big problems for the Warriors has been back a point guard. And yet again, they did absolutely nothing to solve it. So the non Curry minutes are going to be a disaster offensively. Yet again, I think their defensive talent is going to be good again. And like Clay, as talented as he is, he doesn't solve the non Curry minute. Problem because a he's gonna they're gonna keep those guys together a lot.
0: How's is, how's playing it? Clay like coming off on a kill, so, like yeah. There, there's some cause, like I have some real concerns about like Clay ever being Clay again. Oh yeah, he I mean there,
2: there there's I mean and and I think he's going to be more and, and of a, a lot of pre-
0: there's a lot of pressure a lot riding on him being himself again. I think that if the team had done a like if the junior drafted Lamelo, yeah, I would be better. This would be a better team, and maybe they go to the finals last year. But they also kind of like don't have to have Clay moving around on the ball as much as they're gonna like they really should have drafted somebody who could. Move the ball around effectively because that means when Clay comes back after that injury, he doesn't have to do that much movement around on offense. He can just sit there and shoot, which is catch and shoot, and then like well, rest he'll, he'll and,
2: I think Clay will step back into his same offensive role. It's just can they find him? And yeah, I don't you know. know,
0: but yeah, but I, what I'm saying is like I don't know if he physically can hold up on that after the kind of injuries that at his age. So there's some real question marks for me on this roster. Plus the fact that they have like some real holes and some real opportunities for her to do some really bad things. on on offense on this particular team and really this roster doesn't make too much sense. Like I think that this is a situation where they're gonna waste another year of Curry's uh prime. Like really last year like I was annoyed because really if they got if they if they gone slightly left on their decisions last year, I really think they could have gone to the finals last year. Because if they didn't have the two holes that they had, they just just draft a and then get and, and get a big, right? Instead of like doing what you did and got and get killing Uber. You. you could have gotten like Gasol or somebody like that. And you would have been in a much better position to actually contend. And I think that this again seems to me like the exact same situation where they didn't fix the issues that they had. And they're basically carrying over the same problems where like, they have players on the roster that can't play. And they don't have a lot of options other than relying on some older players that are hurt, right? And really just wanting Curry to just do everything, but that's not going to work once you get to the top level because like teams can now basically deny him by just focusing on him because they don't have any other opponents. So... I mean, unless they make a trade, which you know, I know they're tr- they're trying to get Simmons. Mostly that's a scuttlebutt, but like again, the problem is like because they haven't fixed the roster, their holes on the roster, nobody wants the players that they have. Like like they, 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 the problem for them is like what they can't offer anything that filling with wall because they don't have it on the roster. Well, right? their
2: mo- their money is tied up in play. Like, I mean, Wiggins, even though he has improved, he's still not a, a, the critical selling piece. And then the other guys. I mean, that's the other. I mean, mis- Wiggins is basically Harrison Barnes to <laughs> Yeah, he's, like, I mean, he's, Simori he's he's stepped better up for you, but he's not going to be like he's not going to be good anywhere, right? Like, and he's and he's paid up. and he's paid a, a lot of money, and that makes it a big problem. Like there isn't surplus value there. So I, I'm I'd be would be fine with Wiggins at the MLB on certain teams, but like, oh, I think he's be. no, I think he's I think he's a starter. I just don't think he's a like eh. a heavily above average. I
0: like don't. I, I mean, I, we, we kind of. I'd rather have him be like kind of a guy coming off the bench and doing things. I think like better teams are not, not going to have him.
2: I mean, there are teams that
0: would have him started, but I don't. I don't necessarily think. He's, yeah, I mean,
2: he's, Wiggins last like, year, I thought he played better defensively. At fi- he had over. He had basically fifty-seven percent true shooting. Like he, on, on the wing, on the wing, you're not going to find. You're going to find better players than that. Obviously, that's why I'm not saying he's a cost. top five or top ten player at his position. But there aren't. There are thirty. Yeah,
0: Costco he get Okay, I mean that's. It's,
2: uh, and, and again, it's just like I, again. It, at
0: one point he was the worst he was the worst player for his 20, in the history of the league. Now he's you know, he's a reasonable kind of six marginal starter. And that's fine, but he's, he doesn't command that play. And I think part of that is the fact that he's playing on a roster with Steph Curry, that kinda of helps, right? Um, but I do think that like they keep you know, they when you have generational offensive talent, you have to put players around them that can take advantage of it. And they Warriors have done a really bad job. And it's a pity because I do think that like he had an incredible season last year and just ill served by the roster. And I'm concerned that he's gonna have the same season and he's gonna be ill served by the roster. With all that said, I am an under play on this team.
2: I'm an under fade. I think that there is a way that they could that they could do it. I think Steph is an incredible offensive player, um, but it's it's going to be a challenge, and a part of how they would do it is playing their young guys less and whether they can I and I think there might be some So who's their best five then? Like like Looney. So what, what is their okay. Tell me what the what's the best five? Oh, the best five men. best five men lineup. So we'll, we'll assume Clay is back. So it's Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, and then either probably Looney or Iguodala, depending on how how Andre looks. But maybe it's or Porter it. or Bialyza. I mean, I like some of the guys that they're at it, but still, this is like. They're going to play Wiseman, too, right? They're, they're going to try eh, I'm a not. I'm not as sure that they will this year. I mean, last year when it was like kind of a weird gap year and they weren't going to be that good anyway. This year, like as soon as Clay comes back, there's going to be a lot more immediate pressure. Like I think. I think that the organizational stuff is going to shift a little bit. We're both,
0: we're both under. I thought like, Pulver over. Is like the war is automatically my finger weapon. No, it's under. Yeah, um, it's. And, are they better? Than, are they better than
2: the Clippers this year? Uh, I think they're. I think they're in the same ballpark. I think that the. Um, I think that the Clippers are probably a little bit, probably a, a little bit better because I think Clay's going to be limited. Like I think it, you know if we were to say. 100% Clay, and then Kawhi only plays a fifth of the year or less. Then I would probably say the Warriors. But we don't know what Clay we're getting, so I'm gonna go. I'm I think the Clippers are a little bit better. Um, but I mean, like I mean, yeah, if you look at some of the non Wiseman stats for last year's Warriors. Like I think there is potentially yeah, not, a. I
0: literally have to throw out all the Wiseman stats for like playoff on. Like just like just ignore them. They're just like they're complete garbage. They're like just ignore
2: those stats. Those stats are and he'll no be barrier. he'll be better presumably, but like still, I mean, I mean we kind of think we don't. The problem is I think. I think it's the, the problem for him is he's in the
0: worst possible situation he could be in terms of development because he would be much better off being on a garbage team where like they could really kind of work on the like better off like okay see where you just work on the reps and actually get better in a few years right like in, or Aiden where DeAndre Aiden was on a bad feed at Suns team and he was able to get the reps to actually get to now he's a really good player and I know they're comparing some there's some comparison with him uh, with Aiden and uh, and Wiseman but I don't think Wiseman is going to get the same kind of reps or going to have the same opportunity to be bad i mean i i I mean the problem is the problem is that like you have these generational guys on this team that really kind of want to win now so a guy like wiseman who's a project is going to get buried or if you play him he's going to be liable, right and maybe that changes but i don't necessarily see that that's that's not something i'm willing to bet on right do you like their division or title odds or anything
2: um the one that would be most interesting to me with them is as staff mvp at nine to one that's like I, I, I don't think he's going to get it. I thought that last year was his best chance at this phase of his career. Even though the Warriors will be better this year than they were how last many, year, how many
0: games would they have to win for you to think that's? I mean, they would have to win like for what fifty two? I think games? no.
2: If they, if they won like forty eight, I think that there would be some buzz. Um, especially if yeah, but, the, buzzer, it, but I'm talking about. I think he has. I, I think like they probably have to win like fifty one for him to get a real. Try. I think they
0: have to. I think they're probably going to have. They would have to win the division to me, I think. Or, or come close to winning their division for them to do it.
2: And I don't, I mean,
0: no, I, I I don't think that like, I mean, this is a better roster than it was last year on paper, right? Uh, with the holes that they still have in place. <sighs> Can he hold it to that face. Um, I mean, I think that they're, you know, there are a few wins better, but like, it's still a roster that doesn't make sense to me, so I don't love it. If you like, do you like the, uh, Curry for MVP?
2: I don't like it. I think I would consider it, but no, I, th- I don't. It's not one of my favorites on the board now.
0: Okay, so let's move on.
2: Yeah, and Dallas. we can. Yeah, the Mavericks. So last year, Dallas finished forty-two and thirty. They had over an eighty-two game. The differential of a forty-seven win team. They largely kept things pretty stable in terms of their personnel. They swap functionally swapped Josh Richardson for Reggie Bullock, added Sterling Brown, and also importantly changed their coach. Um, yes. Vegas thinks they're going to be about the same level of team. And maybe they can be a little bit healthier. Kristaps um, Porzingis missed a fair amount of time last year. I think he missed about half, a little less than half the season. Um, Powell missed some time. Um, but they were, they were I mean, modestly healthy overall. Um, and they swapped their coach. So I, and they've downgraded. I mean, I, we'll see what Jason Kidd is. But I mean, I, Carlisle is one of the better coaches in the league. And last time he coached, I had Jason Kidd is the worst coach in the league. So for their...
0: That
2: has changed. No, I mean, it might have. I mean, we've seen a few coaches that I was down on get better. Like, I mean, Monty Williams, I didn't think he did a great job in New Orleans and he did a much better job on Phoenix last year, but... Kid, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Um, but so the argument in favor of them going over 48 and a half, it's 48 and a half either way, is Luca going another level here. I mean, and Dallas was already, they were the eighth best offense last year, but I think they were way better than that in Luca's minutes. And it's possible. I mean, I, I think that, I think Luca will be better this year than he was last year, but better enough.
0: Would you? Which is more likely? They win
2: fifty games
0: or fifty-two games and like pretend they for the one seed, or they're garbage fire and win forty-one
2: games? Oh, I don't think. I think they'll win more than forty-one. I mean, they have, I think they have 42, better challenge than that. Forty-three games. Forty-three. Then we're starting to get into the range. Like fifty-two, because like you think about how well this team has to play. Yeah, I'm, going, I'm
0: going. off. The well, but I mean, point. here's the Thanks. here's
2: the argument in favor of that. They had the differential of a fifty-three win team two years ago. Like they and and Porzingis played a little bit more, and they you know that was the team that didn't. Course, any turnovers, any that type of stuff. So I, I think there's an argument. They had better. They had better pieces on the bench last so year. It's like more
0: interest. Year, that year, I'm
2: I'm 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 very
0: down. I'm 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 thinking that like that downgrade is going to be significant. Uh, Carlisle got a lot of this roster. Uh, Man. This is really, I mean, they got Luka, but everything after that is kind of not great. I don't. Well, and love the, the
2: other big. I mean, con- I, like, I like THJ, but THJ is kind of a
0: nice complimentary. The,
2: the other big concern for me with Dallas in terms of this over under is that they do not have that many, like, pre prime players or really young guys that you expect to take a step up. Like, yeah, maybe Josh Green can be better, but Josh Green barely played. I don't think he's going to play that much this year. Like, Luka is. If Luka's out, this team is a disaster. Yeah. the But not only that, the only guys in their rotation are 25 or younger are Jalen Brunson and Luca like Porzingis is already 26 Finney Smith and Hardaway Jr. and Kleba, like all those guys are older. And so it's not like there's this internal improvement from anybody other than Luca, and he's already incredible. So could he get better? Yes, obviously he could. But could they have worse injury luck? Could they have a player, you know, have a worse have one of their role players, like I thought Hardaway had a nice push towards the yeah. end of the year. Um, could some of those guys shoot a little bit worse? Um, you know well, one, I, of the, one of the reasons
0: I liked Luca when he was coming into the pros was
2: he was was already kind of he already
0: had the reps at the pro level, right? So a lot of these guys are coming in from Europe or basically playing at the highest level, including yearly, and already have the rep minutes that get them to that that experience that gets them to that level in terms of competitiveness. So you're getting a guy who's coming in and you're gonna get like closer to the tippy top version of himself for a longer period of his prime. But the caveat to that is that the ceiling is somewhat lower on these guys because I don't think that like that experience. So he isn't necessarily picking up experience at the rate of some somebody who basically came from playing in the Big Ten tournament, right? So you know you know, he's playing like against like you know, like like philosophy majors in the, in the Big Ten Tournament and like now he's playing on at this like tippy top level versus a guy who's been playing like uh, you know either pro league or you know I mean Luca was guarding Russell Westbrook when he was 16 right um, in in, a, in an actual game environment and I think that that means to me that I think my expectation on his improvement I think he has he's still going to improve somewhat right but I think his improvement is going to be marginally less than some. Like, I think Carl Anthony has somebody who's similar his, his top level improvement is going to be less because he's already got like all this like, you know, he's got 10 years of like top level either international or pro right? So at this point you know, you're going to see improvement It's going to be marginal on the edges, right? I think what we saw in the playoffs is probably the tippy top version of himself, right? Maybe, you know, I, I think he could, I think he could still get better. I mean players I mean, yeah, still- but I mean I, I think like my my expectation on him is, I don't I don't expect him to like take a like a quantum leap like I would somebody who's like twenty or twenty one and has played like a year at pro level ball. versus somebody like hey said he's been playing international ball forever and he's been playing like pro ball forever too, so it's a little less uh room to grow in terms of experience. That's 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 my take. So Yeah, this I, is
2: I, I think that's I think that's partially fair. I also think it, even though Reggie Bullock and hasn't necessarily overall been better than Josh Richardson, I think that he'll be better for Dallas because he can shoot more reliably and he can defend all right. And um, Richardson also had a really challenging year, including COVID at one point for the Mavs. So I'm under fade. I, I think that there's a chance that they like there's there's a pathway for them to go over if Luca is really good. And he's been pretty damn durable. Um But I considered play and I'm guessing you're gonna be under play.
0: Yeah, the point. I'm 100%. I, I, I was looking forward to betting against Jason Kidd, and I have been looking forward to get betting against Jason Kidd since basically he was announced as the coach of the Mavericks. Uh, I just feel like he's gonna find a way to get me there, um, just because he is not a good coach, and I think this situation is combustible enough that I, I I don't I really don't get it. I mean, he's not a guy with a track record of success uh and really teams the teams that got rid of him actually got better and really kind of it's, it's it's a guy who also kind of like you know puts puts you know makes these situations kind of weird so uh you already have like this uh, with how Porcinius is basically kind of going so like you're throwing another flamable wall in from there uh we already know that this front office has had some issues before uh you know the whole thing with Harold Bob, the whole thing before with the harassment. Suits. So it, it's you know let's let's introduce a really kind of combustible element to this mix. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm comfortable. There's there's a lot of like smoke that I'm like, eh, I don't like it. And anyway, um, Carlisle, Carlisle was a really good coach. He got a lot out of his players and got the most out of it. And I think this is going to be a re- this is really going to be a downgrade from what they were.
2: And again, any if this is a very fragile thing. If if Luka misses any time, they're losing this. Game. Oh, oh yeah. Um, let's go through some of their other odds. Luca at four point four to one for MVP. I think that's hate it. I, I don't hate it. I think that he could be the best player. But I I would I would rather if this were like six, seven, or eight. Like I would feel better yeah, about I, it. There.
0: The problem is like I don't think his team is going to be like competitive enough because of, like again, yeah, Jason kid is his coach, right?
2: Yeah. So I mean, I, they think could, I think they could have the best offense. Like, I I would say was that two or three years. Ago, he was the most valuable offensive player in the league. Like, if he does yes. that again, then you're you're in the mix at bare minimum. Uh, division odds. No,
0: I don't like it. Like, like, it's like negative money. It's like,
2: ooh, jeez. But what is it? Just so I'm, I'm trying minus, to fight. minus minus 150, minus one 150. So basically, you, you bet 150 to 100. Oof. And, I mean, this division has, I mean, Memphis and New Orleans, I think that Dallas is it's going ooh. to finish better than them. But, like, why Why waste your money with that? Like, I it's, could, I it's could not totally, a sure enough thing.
0: I could totally see Memphis, like, basically, like, fighting with Dallas to the last day for division. Yeah. Because I think the Memphis is exactly the opposite of the Dallas situation in that I trust that coaching staff and I trust and I like kind of the roster across the board. I think obviously Memphis and like like Dallas has a better top level player, but other than the top level player, and I think I mean Ja is good. I mean he's not Luca, but Ja is good. And but the. Rest of these guys across the board, I much prefer the roster that like Memphis has and like coaching the front office that Memphis has to the mess of Dallas. So I mean, I, I'm I'm comfortable going that like, can I get like, and again, I'm going to have to check these out. I'm seeing that 4-4 to Memphis, that's a real number. But like, yeah, I, I definitely enjoy the idea of betting on Memphis, and I think that's a good bet. I think I think like Dallas, like people are not accounting for the, how bad of a mess the situation in, in both uh, Milwaukee and Brooklyn was right now, right? And who oh boy. Uh, like, I, honestly and truly, I mean, I, I there's 30 jobs on the MV, right? And when you have a guy with this track record, and I'm not going to get into it, but like, it, you... I have a hard time thinking that with his personal history this is a guy you want to take a chance like that's gonna be talking to your players who you're playing these multi-million dollar contracts and who, you know the agents kind of run the league now so if he kind of goes off or he goes off like you know he has a crisis or like he cusses somebody out or like he does some of the things he's done in other, in other uh, locations it's a real risk you're taking with the assets you have on the team and I understand he's a like Mavericks legend but really there are other people you could have brought in on board that wouldn't have the level of risk or the bad experiences. Right? This is me going, going like, like as a fortune, let's, you know, if you're a multi million dollar corporation, why would you do this, right? And I get personal relationships. This seems like a you know, I, you do it in a situation where you think the coach is like paid his dues or like hasn't had an opportunity or actually could be good, and this is neither. So I don't get it, and I'm kind of you know wondering what's getting on Like I'm on a streak of
2: like four hundreds in a row. What the hell is going on? I'm only on, I'm on a streak of four fades in a row. Um, let's go to the Phoenix Suns, the reigning Western Conference champions. Yes, went 51 and 21 last year. They had the differential of a 56 win team. Um, they because so, so they overperformed it by a little bit. Uh, the Suns were also unusually healthy last year. M- almost all of their best players played. Sixty-seven or more games. Crowder and Cam Johnson missed yeah, but, a little but, bit of time. The,
0: sun, the, sun, the Suns are always unusually
2: healthy. That's true. They have they have a good medical staff. I mean, with Chris Paul, it, can, it might be a little bit different. Um But they, um they're. So I was expecting this to be a much tougher call. But Vegas okay. set the line at. 50, so it's basically fifty-one either way. So fifty-one and up or fifty-one and down, and that's an over for me. That's an That's an easy over. That's yeah. a very easy. I um, mean, they're they're the Suns. Last year, they were uh, one of the only teams that was top ten in offense and defense i I think that there was some opponent shooting luck I, I think there there's a little bit there but I also think that the but that, fun- team, that team is very solid
0: yeah the fundamentals were, on them the are totally team.
2: solid on both ends of the floor they are they're also the best team in the league
0: at, at road games. so they're
2: they're right. really good there. they're, they they're also they they're a they worthy the finalist yeah and they're they're also deep. They have fun, they have front court depth. They have they actually added a backup center this year in Javale McGee, which was I mean they do have Sharich out, but like that's not I mean Javale's fine. They'll they'll be okay there. And if they need a another center off the scrap heap, hopefully this year they do it. You know they have point guard depth and, you know, the campaign and uh, I don't love Elford Payton, but he's going to be marginalized and Shamit's all, Shamit, like, I mean, I liked him a lot a couple years ago. He's not quite there. So, like, this is – He's going to go to Chris Paul school now. Yeah. So it's, a, it's an overplay for me.
0: Yeah, it's an overplay. I, I think that, like, even the rest because goes, like, Chris Paul supposedly now – so Chris Paul heard everybody complaining about his contract and supposedly just went insane into the uh, Tom Brady – kind of health kick, uh, like ultra organic diet, like the, He was already like, pretty, he was already pretty close on a lot of that no, stuff. No, no, but like, he went he went supposedly went like completely like just like like Tom Brady level. Kind of deal, and like if you look at like he, I think he's basically missed like three games in the last three years. Something, something silly. Like he's he's played more games the last few years than he has any time in his life. And actually, I so I actually like really kind of do feel like you got, you can trust his health. I think he's, he takes very well good care of himself. Uh, this organization actually shown that they like really develop their players. Monty's done a really good job. Uh, having Chris Paul there is really good uh, we've seen this in a couple places where like it's really good at developing guys around him Uh I think he's because he's really sharp like he's been on some really historically good defenses I think a lot of it is because he sees it and he kind of does a really good job at like helping the staff develop so you're giving Monty Williams credit but I think part of it is Monty Williams and Chris Paul together kind of like that kind of synergy plays off each other Um so yeah I know I mean like to me it's a very easy over like 50, like 50 and a half is just like and again, the reason this, this is happening is because like there's the, the LA teams are very public, so functionally I think that like still the uh, the Lakers, the sorry the, uh, the 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 respect for those teams from their fans is basically means that the other teams in the division are giving you great prices, and I think that like I mean I love the prices on Phoenix. Phoenix I think I think Phoenix over is it's one of the easy another another very easy. I think that um, like
2: so I, I don't love their uh, Devin Booker's MVP thirty three to one like that would be a big jump for him, but it is my favorite division.
0: So what is it? Uh, it is 225. So Oh, that's good. That is that is, a, that, is a, that is a great price.
2: On yeah, that's art. very good.
0: That is that is that is excellent. Uh, and you probably will not get a better price on that. Like, So one of the things about these prices on the Future divisions is you have to think about, am I going to get a better price on this number? And my feeling is that Phoenix is going to go on an early run and get a lead, and I don't think you're going to get a better price on this 225. I think they're going to build a lead early and keep it because of things we'll talk about when we get to the theme that's coming up next. So I do think that 225 is a number you bank now.
2: Bank that number now because you will not get a better number than... Uh, uh,
1: uh, what about
0: their division? What about the conferences?
2: Where, where do you where, where are you seeing their conferences odds Uh, no, I'm
0: looking. It's on the sheet. It's. I know. I know.
2: Team. No. I'm no, what I'm saying is what is what is the number? Eight and a half. Eight and a half.
0: So two and a half. Two, two five, uh, and, eight and a
2: half for the conference. I don't love it. It's not bad though. Like who, who's going to win this? I mean, I
0: think that. I mean, in a playoff series, they're already shown that like they're they're better than those Lakers. And well, use, no, I mean you they beat they
2: beat the they beat the Lakers. They beat the Lakers once Anthony Davis got hurt. They were going to lose that series.
0: Yes, but the Lakers. We'll talk about the Lakers issues now. But in essence, am I saying so in half to one? Am I saying that I would put Phoenix like you know they're better than twenty five percent to win that conference?
2: I don't. I don't. I don't think they are.
0: I think I think I think they I think they can be basically every other team in a series and I think that the issue is because the Lakers have some fragility issues. I think the the, the Muzaks are fake and they're they're always worse. Like uh, the Jazz are always worse in playoff series because of the fact that like they don't have the the, the, they don't have the home super home court advantage. So generally they're worse than they are in the regular season and they really you know, their coach kind of is bad in these playoffs series. He makes really weird and strange adjustments, and he always costs them a game. So, if I, there's no chance I'm picking the Jazz over the Suns in a series. So, given that eight and a half to one to win the West is good, particularly like giving the rest, like I actually kind of like the two, I mean, I think. I didn't mention it, but like Portland at thirty to one and Phoenix at like eight and a half to one are really good golfers. Oh, I,
2: I don't are, think I don't think Portland's going to win the West. I, they're not good enough. I, I think, but again, again, I don't think the West is that good. I think that like somebody somebody will be good. I mean, if Kawhi comes back or the Lakers figured out, like I don't I don't I see. A, I think
0: there's enough holes that like Portland at thirty to one is really interesting.
2: Yeah, we we have a difference it's of opinion. That's one. okay.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm going to put I'm going to put I'm going to put like the original one put like uh, Artura. Likes Portland. I'm talking myself to the Portland, but yes, I like it. I had thirty one. I think they I mean if they win like I, I I'm still thinking like I think any I think any West team is getting like is getting murdered killed by the by the Nets of the of the, the bust Uh I just think that's just that's too much of it, of an ass for any of these teams. Uh but uh, I do like their odds there like the same thing with Suns like so, Suns, I Suns I I think the Suns Division bet is like one of my favorite bets on the board. Suns, that would, would you like
2: that one too? It, I like it a lot. I don't know if it's. off to think about whether it's one of my favorite on the board, but it's an overplay, so that's all it needs to be.
0: Division and let's see, win division, and I like them to win the uh, both, and we like, and I like them win the West, but you don't
2: like them to win the West, the West. no, I, uh, that that's correct. Um, so we can move on to the yeah. Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers the last old, year, the, the, the old Lakers. Yeah, well, yeah, they are very old. Uh, Forty-two and thirty point differential of a forty-eight win team. They underperformed their point differential slightly. They also had. Uh, AD played half the season. LeBron played barely more than half the season. Uh, they also changed over the roster dramatically because they sent Kuzma and KCP... And Montrezl Harrell for Russell Westbrook, and then they signed um, a bunch of old guys, as you mentioned, and Malik Monk and Kendrick I Nunn. believe fourteen of
0: seventeen guys on this team were born. Fourteen of the seventeen players on this team were born in the eighties. It's incredible. Yes. Um, and they're basically. And I, look, I actually went and looked, um, but, the, but on the history of like old teams, like it's basically them. So like the oldest teams in the like that I can find in the data since so eighty six is the Bulls and the Jazz and uh, God, who was the other oh, one? Mm-hmm. San Antonio team, The 2008 San Antonio team. Um and it's a mixed bag because what happens is like there so there's a point where this peak, but like if you look at that DAS team, they made the finals and they lost the first round, they lost in the first round. Because it's like you fall off. So they're more there's a lot of fragility on this team, and there's lots of holes on this team because they 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 lost some guys that were really valuable. And at this point, AD getting hurt or LeBron getting hurt, or some of these guys missing time is a feature, not a not a kind of like event so it's a it's it's a very very old team
2: and but but I, here's uh, here's where I think I disagree with you in terms of the Lakers as a regular season team and remember that's an important like that to me that's gonna I'm, it, I'm there's they're, they're historically the worst at overall yeah but favorite. I mean very but, so, with, but here's the, so here just thinking about it uh, pretending that the Lakers name isn't on so if you're if I'm gaming this out like I expect that the Lakers will have a very good defense they've the last two years that's been true it was impressive for Frank Vogel that it was true, even when Anthony Davis was out, it was true, even when they were relying more on on Montrezl Harrell, Marcus Smith's time. Their functional depth at center is good. They have Marcus Sewell. They have Dwight Howard. They of course have Anthony Davis. And Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to be relying on him too much. And like I don't right love now. Right now, Carmelo Anthony
0: is being projected as number six in the. I charts. I disagree I with that.
2: I, I think he's. Why? I, don't, I who's,
0: who's, who's playing ahead of him? Who's getting ahead of him? Like Baysmore?
2: I mean, they're going. I think I think they're going to play. Maybe he's. They're. I mean, let he's me, not going to start. Let me,
0: let me talk to you through the real. This is what the BBM is projecting the rotation at. Russell Westbrook is one. LeBron James, 2. Anthony Davis, 3. Trevor Ariza, 4. D.H. Taylor Horton-Tucker is 5. Then Carmelo Anthony, 6. Ken Babemore, 7. Wayne Ellington, 8. Kendrick Nunn, 9. Malik Monk, Ten, Marcus eleven, Dwight Howard, twelve,
2: Rajon Rondo, thirteen. Well, so there are two things. One, I think that um, I think none in particular could end up if he's playing well. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think Howard probably plays more. Yeah, think I think, think Howard too. But but here's one of the other things with Bellow. Like Bellow is a bad defender. I, I obviously I'm, I'm you know, to, the, the you, you and I have been you and I have been hammering the Spurs. But he's the worst defender. He's the worst, He's the worst defender the league. Really. But the Lakers have a lot more to paper over that than the Blazers ever did. Like they have you know they're going to play a capable defensive center basically all 48 minutes, and they were good. Defensively last year, even when they didn't play a high-end defensive center. So, like, yes, is Carmelo Anthony a bad defender? Yes. Do I think he is going to sink the Lakers' defense when he's on the floor? I don't. Yes, I don't I think, think he will. I, I, th- I, I think. think I think that's a very I that's a very that, aggressive bet to make. I think that every
0: minute that Carmelo Anthony is on the floor, the Lakers are going to be like below zero or close to it. I, disagree, I price, disagree. defensively. overall, overall point margin. I think, I think that's the case because, like, we've seen it. We've seen this. Before. Like, did, we've seen this movie before. And the other problem the Lakers have is the Lakers have a problem with kind of – because they don't have enough shooting, right? And they didn't really address that. Because they don't have enough shooting, then what happens is basically you can collapse the defense on them. And if you put Carmelo Anthony into that equation, like, it's going to get really clunky for them, right? See,
2: I, I, think, I think that's more of a playoff concern. I think it is a valid one, but I think it is more of a playoff concern because teams don't tailor their defense – to individual we, strengths and weaknesses during the regular season, very often like we really, but we, we this is a weird roster, right? Oh, of course. Like, but but here's the point. Like, I th- I think that weird, like that, all of that stuff goes at why I think they're. Title odds. Why they some of those odds are, are weaker. But the idea that they can't be a good team in the regular they're, they're, season because they're, they're, they have guys they can't shoot. Like I mean, this that's is, this is
0: this is Portland. This is Portland last year. The same kind of problems I have Portland. This is a better playoff team or better team without Melo than they are a regular season. As built now for the regular season, with the fragility that's right. built into this team, because all these guys, like, really, you know, if if, 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 if LeBron has a hangnail,
2: send them home and let him rest, right? Yeah, and, and that's why I'm still going under on them, but I'm an under fade, yeah. is because I think the full-strength version of the Lakers are better than, than so if I didn't yeah. say the line, it's, it's 53. That's really high. It, yeah, it's a really high line. It's
0: like, like so yeah. But to get to get people an idea, they won the 48 games last year. The, uh, the over is 42, 52 and a half. The under is 53 and a half. So basically... It's anything. 53 either way. And Darko's projecting them at like 48, 49, right? And this is with that like order of minutes that I just read off, which is, is a pretty sunny day scenario. Like with, with those,
2: like if LeBron misses time, then is,
0: is Carmelo starting?
2: Well, and, and that, that, another way of putting time? it is the Lakers played at a 55 win Pace in 1920 when they won the title, you know that was a shortened season, but that's what they what they did. I mean, and, but okay. and 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 that roster was better than this roster. Oh yeah, no, that roster was wildly better. And it's, so yeah, I'm an underfade but I mean, like, here's the thing, like I, I I think the top level three is better, right?
0: But for the regular season, you need depth, right? And we can talk about, like, what I think of them in the playoffs and what else. a different story. But, like, in the regular season, this roster is really kind of, like, I'm looking, like, you know, like, I'm, like, like, like squinting out of his paper. I'm like, holy crap. What, what is going on here? There's a lot of fragility in this roster, and any injury gets you into really bad out. If Anthony Davis is out, what are you rolling out? Or, or like, if LeBron's out, what are you rolling out?
2: I mean, that's a big problem. But it's... I mean, hey, that,
0: Westbrook, what are you doing?
2: Well, bro? I what? think if, if if Lebron's out, I think you can give Westbrook the keys a lot more. You don't have a ton of shooting around it. You don't have the forward depth. But like,
0: well, we can. We've seen what we've seen Westbrook with Carmelo before, and that took that took Paul George to set it right.
2: Yeah, or like not I mean, right, but set it. Set but it like Le- not Le- sucked, Lebron, it like he's so going to miss well. some time. He I, he might miss as much as last year. I don't think he'll miss quite that much. But it's um, I'm I'm an underfade. Maybe I'll regret not playing it. Um, but let's get into some of the other ones. So uh LeBron's MVP odds, uh it's sixteen yeah. to one. I don't like that because I think he's they're gonna be very judicious with him. Anthony Davis is at thirty to one. I don't think he's gonna have the totally. offensive workload. I think it's more likely that Davis wins defensive player of the year than MVP. Um and, and no, I, the problem is like again, it's, it's
0: Carmelo, like it, it almost takes an act of God to like do it. Like and it took when he when he was in his prime, Tyson Challenge should have won that, but like it's just at this point it's just and again, it's just because of his age, right? He just doesn't have the this- he, like if he ever had the foot speed he doesn't have the foot speed now to like chase and really we've gotten to the point where like everything knows that if he's on the court you just chase on a, like you just find him on defense and he literally just throw plays out and this like you were mentioning it's a playoff it's a playoff concern not really I've seen people do this in a game where like if he's on the floor just find him and just run at it right because it's really a much higher V play than anything else you can actually do so hey anyway, it's a problem it's a problem
2: I'm less, i 'm less I think they have supporting talent I think that it I think that it's gonna fit a little bit better I'm just I'm not as I'm not as concerned about it as you are at least at the time being and I could be wrong like I, I acknowledge it's again 53 and a half I
0: mean like geez
2: and is is generally generally the case um I I don't I mean we already talked about the MVP odds if there's a team that we're lower on, uh, I, I think that the like the title odds are too rich for them. They're too, I mean, basically similar to the Nets. Like that's to me, that's a little bit crazy. I think they could win the you, title, but but, but,
0: but let yeah. me ask you a question.
2: Fully healthy, would
0: you pick the Lakers to win a series against the Sixers, Bucks, or Nets?
2: I might pick them against the Sixers, uh, but not the but not the Nets for sure, and probably but, not but, the Bucks. But it's 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 close. Yeah, I mean, remember you're also getting Doc Rivers, who's not a great playoff. Oh, okay,
0: okay, sorry, you're right. Rock divers is. Well, yes, I would pick it. I would pick him against the Sixers and seven, but I wouldn't pick him against the Knicks or the Bucks. And I would, I would probably pick the Bucks in five and the Sixers and the and the uh, the Bucks in five.
2: I, a Bucks Lakers series would be fascinating. I, I think I'm a little bit more positive on the Lakers there. I'm not saying I would pick them, See, but the I pro- think the
0: problem is that the Lakers want to Boga wants to play a style that like which like, so Bogo wants to play a bully style. And the problem is if he does that against the Bucks, the Bucks will beat them forever because the like the Bucks want to play that style. That's a style the Bucks want to play. And they have Giannis, and they have Giannis, and they have Middleton, and they have Drew Holiday. So if we're going to get into like, let's start throwing rocks and elbows, this is a style that the Bucks know how to play. So really, it's a. I think it's actually, I think it's a bad matchup. And also, they have the wing defense, like they have the defenders to basically make the the, the, the Lakers' life miserable on the wing. Like, the fact that the Lakers don't have shooters would be a real problem. In this, case. If, if I'm the if I'm the Lakers, I would rather face the, the Nets, and that's insane because the Nets are like just like the Nets would just murder them at full health because, like, they just are too good, right? But, but, but really, it's a bad matchup. Like, Bucks and Nets, like, Bucks and Nets are a really bad matchup for everybody. Like, really, they are, like, kind of, it's them and then, then there's the rest of them, right? I mean, am, I, am I wrong on that? I think it's I, it's...
2: I You're more of a Bucks optimist than I am, but I also, like, I'm not sold on the top teams in the West, as they stand. Now, we'll see where things are okay. in, in May, June, like, maybe one of these teams sorts it out. Denver also could sort it out. Like, they're... Oh, that was one we didn't mention before. Uh, what are Denver's title odds um uh I thought about
0: it so Denver's title lot are 25
2: to one I would consider throwing a small amount on that
0: um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna join you oh uh, what about their conference lot of 12 to one
2: so basically what the two of those are saying is that they're basically that they're about a coin flip of winning yeah I would rather have the conference odds then i think yeah, what happens
0: one thing one thing to mention to people is like one thing that happens is like if a team has never been to the finals before hello sons if you've never been to the finals before you will not get a call like it
2: just no it's like well, it, but it's also so, like, I mean, I, like think, I think problem. that I think that the team that makes it out of the East will be better than them. That's the other part of it for Yeah, but, like, the team that will make
0: it out of the East is most likely a team that's either – that's that has multiple guys that have rings, that have been there before, have MVP trophies. So, like, there's a level of respect that happens. So, like, the vets will get calls in the finals. But, like, you know, Suns really were not going to get a call. And, like, once, you know, you know Chris Paul and his favorite referee, uh, that happened. And, well, <laughs> it's got – Makes things a little bit interesting for them, but you know, I, I like, I think twelve to one is a much better bet than like twenty-five. to 1. I think twelve to one for the Nuggets to win the. Time you're betting that Jamal Murray's going to be back at healthy, and then if that if that happens, then they're really interesting out west. So you know, I like, I like it too. You're, like you like joking I think we both like. Joking okay at twelve 6 to one and Nuggets at twelve. That is a good bet.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, so now we can do the last team out of this. Um, it's a wonderful marathon, but it is a marathon. Uh, the Utah Jazz, the Jazz had this ridiculous plus 11 differential on their way to a 52 and 20 record. That is the differential of a 65 win team, but very few teams ever deliver on that because you have to lose some games. Um, they, but so their over under is set at Fifty, basically fifty three, up or down, and it's like Darko
0: said, they're over here, basically.
2: Yeah, it's it's a it's a well set line. I mean, yes. the the Jazz are they were they were somewhat healthy last year. Remember, like they part of why they ended up winning quote unquote only fifty two games was because they're, 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 Mitchell and Conley missed time at the same time. Um, what?
0: They're a team that's greater over
2: under. Yes, too. they're a team that's greater over. They have a persistent home court advantage. They have. their their I mean, Quinn Snyder, I think, is a very good coach. They. Um, I think Quinn
0: Snyder is a good regular season coach.
2: Oh, yeah, we'll we'll focus on that. Yeah. There, there's, but I think they have some structural limitations in the playoffs too. But anyway, that's not a concern in the regular season. Yeah. Um the Jazz like so for me, I, I think the logical move here is to go over fade. However, I am going to overplay for a specific reason, which is that I think the Jazz can withstand an injury to any single player other than Rudy Gobert, and Gobert has been really durable. And so I like I like that they
0: added Rudy Gay because they needed another defender. That was yeah, they,
2: ad- they added a front court player and and like Hassan Whiteside is flawed as all get out, but he's a competent backup center in the exact scheme that they're running, so that's fine. Yeah. Like, and if he doesn't, if he can't do what they want offensively, then he just won't play. I don't know that Ujoka Azabuki is ready to step in, but like for me, it's like the Jazz are they're they're a machine in a very specific way. And like, yeah, they were below they were below this threshold in 1920, but they were above it in 1819, and like, and that team didn't have everything figured out. Like that wasn't a perfect storm or anything like that. So like,
0: I wish, I mean, if I'm them, I'm like, I would be calling Houston about, uh, their uh, Spanish defender. Uh, oh, it's on they're, Garuba? They're, yeah, um, I think mean, I, Because functionally, the problem with the Jazz is that they don't have good wing difference.
2: Oh, it's a huge problem. But like I was saying with the Lakers, I think it's more of a postseason yeah. thing. I mean, they were the number one team in defense last year, despite not having many perimeter defenders around Rudy Gobert, basically not any that, other that than bad Royce. Bad,
0: that bad injury luck last year.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, what, not, not horrendous. Like, I mean, they're... Well, so, no, they
0: lost Donovan Mitchell, they lost yeah. Mike Conley, And they and, lost
2: and they lost them at the same think, time, and, and, which is a big problem. And – you're right.
0: I think their depth is better this year. Uh, and they also get full home, full home court advantage. So, yeah, I mean, I think 53, and they're historically a very good over team. So I'm good with going over play on them. You said over fade, right?
2: I said over play. No, I'm playing it. I, I said – I thought the fade was the, like, more prudent bet, but I think they're going to go over. I'm over play. Yeah, I've managed to get
0: myself to 15 overs and 15 unders.
2: Oh. Yeah. Team. Um I'm at I'm at thir- I'm at 17 overs. 17 overs. Yes. Ah, that's I, I am fairly I am optimistic sometimes, but I also think some of these lines like there were a couple teams that I expected to go under on, but then the line was just low and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna do that. Oh, um, gonna okay, okay, for the Jazz, for the Jazz. Um, I don't I, think any Jazz is winning the MVP. No, I don't. I don't think so either. Um, and I think of them as a worse playoff team than regular season team, which generally means that I'm lower on their um, conference championship odds and title odds.
0: What about the 225 for them to win the division?
2: Um, so it's 225 to pays out? Negative. So it, no,
0: a negative. No. A negative.
2: Um, about? I, I just, I just don't think that's a good use of money. Like, you know, you're tying it up for eight months or whatever. Do I think they're going to win the division? Yes. Um, yeah, especially, um, especially with Jamal Murray out, but like, yeah, like, what do you? Okay, so you're betting, you're betting two hundred twenty five dollars to get a hundred. Like, why? Do I think they'll do it? Yes, but like, yeah, I don't.
0: I'd rather bet Bulls Island for like, for like, if I'm gonna like bet against them, I'd rather bet Bowles Island. of them put it uh Likes Bulls Island, which I missed the first time. Bulls Island uh, under two to one. I was thinking about the Nuggets. But yeah, no, I don't. I don't like. So I was jokingly calling them the Muzaks, uh in the playoffs because, like, really kind of they're not like the edges on the play and the, and the regular season kind of go away in the playoffs. And they like I don't like Snyder tends to do just really kind of what are you doing things in the playoffs. So yeah, I don't like their odds in a series. And I think that the teams below, like if they were playing the Lakers as much as I think they're they're better at regular season team than the Lakers, but the Lakers are a playoff team. And, like, Vogel actually, like, like would put them in really bad situations with the roster that he has. Right? Because, again, regular season in the playoffs are not the same deal. Same thing with the Suns, and same thing... Probably, I mean, I think that, like, I would probably pick. I could see them losing a playoff series to seven Western,
2: depending on how healthy everybody is. It's possible. Yes, and in Memphis, I don't. I, I don't. Memphis doesn't have the hell horses. No. Same yeah, thing. As
0: last again, year. the problem again, the problem is like the Jazz are really short one wing defender, and it is kind of like they added Rudy Gay, but Rudy Gay is more like the second, like the backup defender, not the primary. So like all those secondary defenders, of like wing defenders, of like Golden well, State got. Well, like,
2: I, I think mean? I think for me, the way it... the wing defender would help, but it's it's if Donovan Mitchell becomes unguardable, and I don't think he's quite there. I like it. No, but
0: what or... I mean what I mean by that is, like, so people like, like to bitch about, like, uh, Rudy Gay. Oh, well, why? Like, oh, they blew by him. It's like, you know, they're blowing by him because, like, Rudy Gay's, like, sorry, Rudy Gobert is having to go up to the three-point line to guard the guy who's a ball handler. That's not his job, right? Right. But the reason he's doing it is because he's the only guy who's qualified because, like, all the rest of the time just kind of suck, so it's not his bad. It's because the wrestler roster isn't great, right?
2: So yeah, Paul, yeah. Is. I, I, I wholeheartedly Rudy agree.
0: Gobert, Rudy Gobert. This is going to confuse me the entire season. Because now we have
2: two Rudy's. on the team. I mean, Gobert is, yeah. They, they, Do you think, they, I mean, 750,
0: does 750 attractive to you for them to win the last? No.
2: No. No. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, there's so many, there's so many good teams, I don't trust them in that. Um, I, I'll be happy betting the regular season and then betting against them in the playoffs, and I think that will overall that will that will turn out well for me. So yeah, they're
0: they're in the same place. Like sliders in the same place that like he's a slightly worse version of what Bud was because like he,
2: uh, see, I, I disagree a little bit. I think that they, he didn't make great adjustments last year, but they also didn't have the pieces to make he adjustments.
0: Always, he always takes players out of like there's always at least one game in the series where like he takes a player out or he does something dumb and he, and he basically costs a game. And, and he takes his own players out in the playoffs which is suboptimal he doesn't play the rotations so he overthinks things and he does and again he does questionable things so that's not that's that's not value add in the playoffs so like really in a series you're kind of like operating at a disadvantage and that's kind of like not something you can really do at this level anymore That's sounds like playing like coaches at, coaches and staffs are actually gotten smarter so like guys who have those functional problems as coaches in the playoffs now are much more of a so like Doctor is much more reliability now because the other staffs are smart about the things that they can do to catch it, right? And again, small markets in the playoffs are really important, and so like. It's an issue. And, and again, this doesn't mean I think he's not, a, again, there's, it's a different skill set coaching, a, like building a system and consistency in building a team versus kind of like the fast decisions in the playoffs, the quick adjustments, and kind of making sure that you just do the, you know, a couple of, like really plus EV things that like optimizing the EV on a single game for the playoffs in the series is a different matter than optimizing it for a month in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the season, right? And I think that's kind of like, this is like I keep telling people like, It's more important to have a good staff. I think staffs and having a good, solid staff across the board is really important, more than just the head coach, right? So I think to give an example, I thought the Nets did a really excellent job of building a great staff, right? And the, the Warriors used to have something like this where they had a staff across the board. And Kerr was good at some things and the rest of the staff was good at some of the others. But in combination, it worked. Right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I forget the name of the like two. I, I know uh, then Tony, but I forget the name of the other in uh, in Brooklyn. It was Jacques Vaughn,
2: I believe. Jacques
0: Vaughn. Like so, really, that that was a solid staff, and everybody brought a particular skill set, and you could see it that the team was always very well coached and very well prepared, and wasn't giving away any yet, right? And I think somebody like Bud, his issue was that he's a really great systems coach, but the Spurs coaches tend to like have a problem the Spurs family tree coaches, where like they have problems making adjustments in game. Right, So guys like Spo or guys like Carlisle will make adjustments in series and in game. And like Bud, Bud and Pops' Pop family coaches will stick to their guns too long. right? And it will sometimes cost them. Now, eventually they will adjust to it. But it will take them a longer span to see what the problem is. Right? They have to think about it for long. But again, it, it, it's fine. It's just like it's a different kind of way to think about it. Snyder still hasn't shown me. like He's still doing the same dumb things he's always doing. Taking Rudy out of games when he really should right? Right, or it's like, like, look, like don't, don't, don't play their game, play your game, and that's kind of my issue with, like, you know, with Utah. Um,
2: is there anything else you think that we
0: missed in terms of MVP or Rookie of the Year? What was your
2: favorite bet? So for MVP, hmm. Um, MVP, favorite bet. I like Lillard. I like
0: Lillard in season
2: one. Yeah, so you're bad. more of a Blazers optimist than I am. Um, I do think it's fun. I do think, like, it's going to be a season where, like, I think he's going to, like, just, it's. I mean, honestly, I it, it might be Giannis just because I think he's so good. Yeah. Like, eight and a half to one, like, that if he plays enough that he's he's definitely in the mix. Um, Giannis yeah, is there. I think, I think they're going to kind of want to,
0: like, the, the, the prediction kind of assumes he rests. I think they're going to basically show enough. To try like it's gonna depend on how close they are. I think they want to get the edge on Brooklyn, but if they can do that without like killing Giannis the minutes, they will. And I think Brooklyn's also gonna want to kind of keep everybody healthy. So it's gonna be like a it's gonna be like a stare down between those two teams. I think both those teams, if they really wanted to, they could win sixty games. Right? Um, I don't think either of those teams want to get to a situation where they have to win sixty games. That makes sense <laughs> because they they really want to have everybody healthy. Uh, for they you know both the Bucks and the Nets want to have their guys healthy. The Nets in particular. Because ultimately, everything for those two teams is about that series, right? They're just thinking like, which, again, I
2: mean, I think makes sense. I mean, right now,
0: you know, you, you, you plan for that series and the assumption that whoever wins that should be favored to win everything else, right? Better than everybody else. Don't think who, we're wrong.
2: Who do you like best up for rookie of the year? You uh, like Suggs,
0: right? I mean I like Suggs, I Suggs is in the best situation. Uh and my dark horse bet is Hyland. Highland. Hi- Highland. Yeah. But again, obviously with Highland, it's because it's to one and because I think that there's a chance he can win the starting and do enough. Like if he's if he actually is good, he'll need to be great. If he's actually good next to Joe Kick. Then there's upside for that Denver team, and I think the, the upside to that Denver team gets thrown to Highland, right? So the guy who gets rewarded is going to be Highland. And again, I also don't think like there's, there isn't a clear rookie of the year this year. I think there, this isn't like I, this isn't one of these ones where like I, I know it's silent or like.
2: Wait, I, I, know, I think Cade could walk away with it, but I'm not totally sure yet. So um, there's I, I there's there's a like him. Lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, Kate, yeah, but I mean, the price on Kate isn't good enough to justify me going. I I like him. I like him. It's fine. I would be unsurprised if he wins it, but I don't like the price enough to justify. And there's a lot of mouths to feed on him. Like, there's, there's a lot of mouths, and the situation isn't ideal for the rookie. Yes.
2: Uh, I don't think Casey's going to just throw production. We'll see. Um, anything else you want to discuss? I think we're pretty much there. What's your, what's your favorite uh, division? Bet? Ooh, um, no question. Yeah, I don't, I don't, um, I, don't I don't have I an ency- I don't have an encyclopedic on that. Um, I, I like, I like Portland Phoenix. Phoenix is my first thought, though. No, Phoenix is good, but I like Portland
0: better than Phoenix. I think, uh, but they're both good. Though. I think Portland and Phoenix are both good, really good value at those prices. Uh, but again, it's ten to one. You're like, oh yeah, like, yeah it's, it's a great one. It's a great value. It's like great value in the Northwest and. Uh, Phoenix had to do five, and again, I think that like the thing with the, the Blazers is that you probably will have another place to kind of like eke out profit because I do think what will happen is like the goes. at some point you'll be able
2: to do that. Um, favorite title bet? It's weird to say chalk, but Brooklyn. I, I think they're I think they're better than two and a half to one.
0: Yeah, I think I I like Brooklyn. I love I love uh, Milwaukee. I think I think nine to one for the defending champion, bringing back everybody. Uh, and they're all young is, is after Giannis just laid out a 40 burger, like 240 burgers and a 50 burger in finals. Yeah, just, just, just did. Give me that. Ninety-one nine, nine action is good. And obviously, I mean, uh, like, nine, nine, 9 to 1 and 260 action, what you want is to be sitting there, like, Eastern Conference finals going into the finals and you're like, yes, I'm upset. I'm upset. Um, yeah, that's really good.
2: Um, no, I think, uh, what team, what team are you looking forward to watching this season? I mean, a lot of them um I would say the like I want to see full strength Brooklyn, I mean, I think they're gonna be an absolute buzz saw that's gonna be really fun to yeah. see um I think the Rockets are gonna be a league pass favorite for me like they're gonna I'm gonna enjoy watching yeah. them a lot. Um, I'll see the pick for the
0: Rockets too. I, I think that's going to be a fun, a fun, interesting team. I like. I think Minnesota's going to be interesting. I think Minnesota might be. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious what I'm going to get for Anthony Edwards. I, I enjoyed it last year, and I think I'm really curious now. If he, if he kind of like starts rising, are, are we going to see well, something interesting?
2: And then another one for me: uh, Pacers and Celtics, uh, two teams with new head coaches. Like, what what holds over? What doesn't? Um, how does Carlisle? What is Carlisle's scheme? How is it different from Bjorkman? There, I'm going to be fascinated.
0: i I don't know that I'm going to enjoy. this. Celtics, but I'm going to watch this. Hmm. Um, um, I'm actually, like, really curious to, and I mentioned the Portland, but I'm curious to see how Portland looks without, like, without the excess baggage on that roster. Let's see kind of how that looks. And it's a, you know, it's a difference with a different coach. And again, I do think that, like, if this, if, if, if Dave's ever going to win this, I think this is probably the year. Lo- this is the year that it lines up the most favorably for him, I think. Um, Actually, really interesting to me. Like, if they if they if they made a move like CJ for Ben, that would be that would make them. That means like anything you get for Portland right now is real value. I do think that a CJ for Ben move really helps Portland, right? because the particular skills that, the, that Ben is bringing to the team is good because he he's also it's on a roster that he's going to help and it's going to help him because he doesn't have to carry that offensive so being next to Dave he, he's a guy who'd be a good fit
2: they would also have a hilarious amount of good defenders if that's what happens because I mean now yeah, with the, Nance the and Nurk and Kov yes the
0: amount of defensive length in that team would be really fun and then like then you can really cover up for Dane you know it's, it's, that team, that could be, could be really interesting um See. Uh, Memphis, I, I kinda wanna see. Memphis. I kind of want to
2: see Memphis. I think Memphis. Is interesting. I, I have always. I've, I've really enjoyed. why well, I think yeah, the always. Hawks are going to be fun. I, 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 this is going to be a really interesting year, and all these teams that are trying. Like that's going to make it very different. Yeah, because of like
0: I think that the rule changes have actually like the league did something right. I think the, the both the draft changes and the. Um, um, the Playing people were bitching about it, but like, yeah, people were, We had fun games at the end of the season, everyone was playing hard, you know. And other teams, the teams, bitching about it, were like, you know, they're bitching because, like, oh, well, Ron might make some playoffs. Yeah, play hard, man. Come on, and I think, like, you're gonna be, I, I you know. Who's the team? Okay, so if you have to pick a team that that's going to be the surprise in the play-in, right? Like a team that should be higher but it's going to end up in the play-in. Who do you think that's going to be? Chicago. I, I think Miami. Oh, uh, I think they're better than that. I think Miami might 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 be in that in that in that line. If I that to pick Miami would be one line. I think something like the Clippers could be could be in that. Oh, line. they could I mean, be. Yeah, could I mean,
2: I think the Clippers. I think the Clippers could be. That's. Possible. It could be
0: really fun if, 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 my, if the Clippers are close to the play-in and then Kawhi comes back, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you have like Kawhi, you know, those pressure back and, and they're in the play. Like, you can have something like crazy, like the Clippers and the Warriors and play it. I mean, like, who's complaining about these play in games when you're getting like teams, right? Uh yeah, no, I think this is uh, it, it's gonna be a fun season. I'm really interested in a bunch of things, and and again, I want to see how it kind of shakes out. Uh, just a lot of interesting scenarios. Um, so this has been fun,
2: absolutely. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks again to Arturo Guletti for taking the time to come on. Love. Talking with him and doing these over unders, and he does so much great work getting this ready, which I really do appreciate. Putting the putting the data together, getting the odds and everything else, it is invaluable for me working on this project. And I love talking about it with him. You can of course follow him on Twitter at American Numbers A M E R I C A N N U M B E R S. And there are a lot of different ways you can support this podcast. Should you want to, you can subscribe, download every episode. That is extremely appreciated because Real GM Radio will never come out on. On a specific day of the week because it's my availability and guest availability and everything else you can also spread the word help other people find the show leaving a rating leaving a review in the podcast player for choosing or word of mouth social media wherever i really do appreciate that like a single episode like the show in general tell other people and hopefully they'll find it and enjoy it too you can also check out my other work. Nate Duncan and I are still doing Dunked On, Dunked On Prime. That's still going strong. We have that big Summer League thing. And then hopefully, I don't know the exact timing of the release, uh, Mock Rookie Extensions pod should be coming out around around now as well. Uh, so you can keep an eye out for that. You can also check out my written work at The Athletic. And lots going on. This is going to be a little bit of a slower time for me, but there's a lot you can keep an eye on. And of course, Real GM Radio will keep going strong once a week. Have a couple lined up trying to get everything firmed up between now and the end of the offseason, actually. And then we'll keep that moving, moving along. Um, Love doing the over-unders with Arturo. And if you have any feedback, good, bad, or indifferent, NBA at gmail.com is the way to get it to me. If you take the time to write it, I will take the time to read it. That is a promise. I try to respond, but I'm admittedly not the greatest at it. That is not the promise I'm giving you. The promise is to read it and take it to heart. So... Thank you so much for listening. Take care and make it a great day.
1: Lifestyle depends on quality sleep, and Sleep Number is here to help you sleep more efficiently. Sleep efficiency is the amount of restful sleep you have at night, and is a key part of your overall health. Here are some tips to help you get the most efficient sleep possible: reduce caffeine consumption before noon, and limit late night alcohol. Get regular exercise during the day, which helps you feel tired in the evening, and keep track of your sleep health with data from your Sleep Number 360 smart bed. Sleepers who routinely use their Sleep Number 360 smart bed features get almost 100 hours more proven quality sleep per year. With that much extra energy, you could get more quality family time, volunteer at a meaningful charity, or exercise, meditate, and reconnect with nature. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep, which starts with Sleep Number adjustability. It's time for Sleep Number's ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed, plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast1. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com slash podcast1 for details. This is John Henny from Henny Jewelers. My family has helped thousands of Pittsburghers celebrate
2: life's special moments since 1887. We are so excited to have our doors open once again. You can be sure we've gone above and beyond to keep our team and our customers as safe as possible. From in store and virtual appointments to curbside pickup and drop off, the Henny team will adapt to your comfort level. Plus, you can shop 24 7 at hennyjewelers.com. We can't wait to celebrate more Henny moments with you. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life.